powered by Riverside FM. In 1977, Star Wars would release and forever change popular culture. The simple story of a farm boy who saves a princess and destroys the stronghold of an evil empire, it was nevertheless a brand new world unlike audiences had previously seen. As Star Wars' immediate success alluded to, the public were keen for much more of it. It was just one year later that the novel Splinters the Mind's Eye would be released. Written by Alan Dean Foster, Splinters would greatly expand the scope and story of George Lucas' film for eager fans to dig into. It began Star Wars' brilliant history of expanded material that has stretched across books, comics, TV shows, radio dramas, and, most pertinent to this podcast, video games. Beyond genre signifiers, Star Wars games can be neatly categorised into two camps. The first are those that replicate moments from the films as playable excursions, like reimagining the Battle of Yavin as a flight simulator, the Pod Race as a breakneck driving game, or compressing entire films into breezy adventures pantomimed by digital Lego bricks. But the second camp follows in the footsteps of Splinters of the Mind's Eye. Not only do they expand the world with new locations and characters, but unlike other media, they put the player right in the centre of it. Not just following in Luke Skywalker's footsteps, but being their own entity in this living universe. Although there are better examples of player autonomy in Star Wars games, including the title we'll be talking about next episode, you see a subtle example of it in Raven Software's first take on the material. It makes sense that the developers who found their start making digital D&D games would be a good fit for a player-driven story in the world of Star Wars. Although the player character has been well-defined in two previous games, Raven would give players plenty of options for how they'd inhabit him. Not only could they rely on the dark past of Kalgatan, going from an Empire soldier into a gun for hire, which is where Raven's flair for the first person shooter kicks in, but they could also embrace his new destiny as a light side Jedi, and play with one of Star Wars' most iconic weapons in an all new way. It's in towing these two identities that makes this game something of an interesting outcast, but one that has left an indelible mark on Star Wars games to follow. On this episode of Bullet Time, our mini-series on Raven Software continues with 2002's Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast. And hey, it's it's recording. It's the stuff is recording, and this is all stuff that you can use, James. Going from this point on, I'm not going to use any of this. This is all. I'm I'm going to I'm going to make a gif of me like actually like dragging it into the recycle bin and then emptying the recycle bin. <laughs> <laughs> so, really rub it in. But I'll accidentally do that with the whole folder and then be like, shit, is there a way to get a backup? Because uh, that was actually all of it. What do I do? That was all of it. Yeah. That, was, that was 100% of it. Yeah, that was actually the entire... That was even the podcast like going all the way back to the conceptual side of stuff. That's all gone now as well. Um, yeah, I guess we better get going then. Uh, 
Let me just have a quick look. It's, uh... Yeah, go ahead. Hello and welcome to Bullet Time, the video game podcast where we look at these shooters that miss their marks. Although, as this series is slowly going on, there's very few of those games that we're really looking at at the moment. Most of the games we've been uh, checking in on have been pretty high quality, but... uh, Actually, I suppose it depends how we all kind of feel about the one that we're talking about today, but I suppose I should probably introduce um, who's on this <laughs> podcast. Um, uh, first, things, first things first, uh, joining me for this entire uh, mini-series that we're doing, of course, is the Dark Jedi Desan of video game literature himself, <laughs> Kevin from Pixelwet. Hello! I am the Dark Jedi of, of, of this show. You, you you got to Dasan right on um, you play through. Dasan is is actually yes. Dasan is right as I stopped playing. Dasan is like it, there's like a fight you're supposed to lose against him or something. That's right, yeah. Which I I have a funny story about that. But before I get into that, we have a very special guest today to talk about the uh, game that we're getting into. Um, from the YouTube channel uh, Questing Refuge, it is a uh, video maker and essayist Willow. Hi, I'm excited to, to talk about this um, really interesting game. <laughs> Interesting's a good word. It, yeah, it, yeah. It's, um, it really is. <laughs> uh, just to uh, get up to speed, the game that we're talking about today, if you couldn't tell from the title of this podcast, is. Star Wars trademark, <laughs> Dark Forces Free trademark, <laughs> Jedi Knight Two trademark, Jedi Outcast, made by Raven Software. Because this is obviously part of the mini series that we are doing called That Cell yeah. Raven, where we're looking into the games of the Madison, Wisconsin-based developer, and we've done it. We we got to the we we got to the big boy, Star Wars. We're finally here. We've We're doing a, a Star Wars. It yeah. is Star Wars. <laughs> Nothing but Star Wars. It's finally happening. And I suppose just kind of off the back of that, uh, Willow, what is your... Uh, I suppose actually, first things first, I, 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 I'm really bad. <laughs> I'm really bad at the guest side of stuff because <laughs> I keep glossing over this. Uh, Willow, for the people who are at home who might not know who you are, um, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do and what you cover. Oh, uh, yeah, so I run a, um, a channel called Questing Refuge, a small YouTube channel. Um, I tend to do, like, media analysis, often talking about, like, um, disability, autism, uh, parenting, stuff like that, um, in relation to the media stuff. Um, but, yeah, and, and I've been a big uh, Star Wars fan pretty much forever. Actually, I remember loving this game. Uh, I was in college when it first came out, and I played it right away. So it was really interesting uh, getting back to this, but... So yeah. have you played, um, obviously, my protracted intro of all the um, prefixes that it had before it? Did you play any of yeah. the previous games like Jedi Knight? Oh, God, I remember... Uh, I, I question my memory now after playing this game, but okay. I remember loving Dark Forces. Um, in fact, I remember... Um, you know, in the Mandalorian, I thought it was really cool when they had... They had the Dark Troopers. So, like, oh, they, yeah. they, that was, like, a callback. Um and I was like, oh, they actually did that. Uh, but yeah, I, I love the the Dark Forces games were, were pretty great. Um, and I definitely remember loving this one and Jedi, and Jedi Academy I both played. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, this is my main 
I guess kind of my entry point actually when we first got a PC was like X Wing, right, and, and Tie Fighter and all those. Right. Yeah. Um, and so this kind of became somewhat of an extension off, off of that. But yeah, so I've always been. Uh, I don't know. It was great. It was great revisiting to some degree because I haven't played much Star Wars related in like forever at this point. But uh, but yeah, so it's yeah. interesting going back. Like what I don't know. It's been like twenty years, basically. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. It's it, it's the game's twentieth anniversary this year. Oh yeah, wow. So. I yeah no idea. Well, this year being relative because I don't know when this episode's coming out. But. <laughs> no, that's true. Um, as it of the is, time of recording, it is September twenty twenty two. Yeah, uh, as of the time of recording this, which is um, as we all know, uh, uh, February fourteenth, twenty twenty two, Valentine's Day, folks. Uh, no, we're, we're going a bit later than that. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, we are in the middle of twenty twenty two at the moment. So oh, wow, thousand. Yeah, because I think I was a bit surprised that um, for some reason I thought it was a slightly lighter game, but uh, no, like right on that first kind of year, just after all the sixth generation consoles have come out, because obviously that's something we can go into a little bit as well. It's uh, some of the ports that the game had. But uh, Kevin, 2002, yeah. give us some, yeah. um, uh, put us in the mindset, what was happening in that year? What is going on in 2002? Well, let's say, hot at the box office when it comes out. It's uh, it's the end of March in 2002. Mm. Uh, the weekend before it comes out, Blade 2 Ooh. was number one at the box office. Wow. And you know what? Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. And that's really the, true. The, the, that, that's a Blade 1 quote, but <laughs> it's one of my favorites. Um, and then uh, the following weekend, the number one movie at the box office was Panic Room. Which Good film. Uh, is that the is that the movie where uh, what's his name um, uh, has Jared Leto has cornrows for no reason? <laughs> well, not for no reason, but he does have cornrows in it. I mean, I don't, there's not a bit in the film where they good do. Reason? Well, they don't do like you know the Superman origin story of like why is this guy got cornrows. <laughs> It's not the Superman origin story of Jared Leto's cornrows. Yeah, exactly. You know where he he's goes like, into a. Like, let's stop. We're going to stop the movie and talk about this man's cultural appropriation <laughs> yeah, he's for a, a bit, and then what, we're. <laughs> what led this man to getting cornrows? Let's. Fi- and obviously, like Superman's origin story, it was um, God, um, the guy from the Godfather who did it. Um, it's Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando, because yeah, isn't he Superman's yeah. dad in the um, Richard Donner? He is. He sure is. My son. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, over over the music <laughs> over the music world on the Billboard Top 100, "Ain't It Funny" the murder remix mm. uh, by Jennifer Lopez featuring Ja Rule was top of the charts. Uh, and this is the first uh, episode uh, we're recording that uh, I have not mentioned. Uh, "Boys to Men" on the Billboard Top 100, That's which is true. Yeah. Uh, End of an era. <laughs> no, very much their reign of their reign of terror was over at this point. They um, they had brought back Mot- Motown Philly, New Motown, Jets. yeah, Motown Philly back again. Um, and in the news, it was, and this is semi topical. Is the Queen's uh, Jubilee uh, Golden year Jubilee. Golden Jubilee? Yeah. Um, and then uh, in the prior months were the Salt Lake City Winter Olympics. And uh, for some reason, the war in Afghanistan had been raging since October. Well, hopefully it didn't last that long. It was only 
you know, to look sober. It didn't go. Nah, it, only, it was only a few more minutes, a few more months after that, that it, it wrapped up. So, you know, we're, funnily we're enough, not we're to, uh, well, I'm not dating the episode. I guess I'm dating myself. Um, uh, the Queen's Golden Jubilee, I remember this because uh, I was 11 at the time, and it was like my final year at um, primary school, which in the UK is, I don't know how it quite works out with the US, but it's like, so from when you're about 5 to kind of 11, 12-ish, you're in primary school, and then from 12 to essentially 16 or 18, you're then in secondary school, so like primary school is kind of like... You learn like all your sort of basic stuff before then going on to a comprehensive school. Sure. Yeah, we had a um, we had the afternoon off for the uh, Queen's Jubilee. It's very exciting. So, oh, that's why we maybe like, and thanks. going forward twenty more years, um, I'll be getting a nice. <laughs> I say a nice day off. I guess it's not really for a nice reason, but I will be also getting the day off for uh, Her Majesty's <laughs> funeral. Not to date this episode too much, so people can figure out when this is coming out. Well, you know. uh, yeah, exactly. So that is what's happening in the world in March of 2002 when this comes out. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. Not only is uh, that happening, you could go to the cinema and you could go and see Panic Room, or you could say, well, what's this brand new game that they have on the charts? Well, it's a sequel to Jedi Knight and Dark Forces. Well, how can I say no? Let's, uh, put that how can I say no? How can I say no? It's it's probably what the first Star Wars game post nine eleven or something, right? We can, we can treat it like oh, that. Oh God, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ba- Battlefront, I think, came out relatively around the same time, but um, God, yeah, this would have been the first. Is this the first <laughs> ni- post nine eleven Raven game that we're doing? Actually, no, because that would be. Uh, <laughs> I apologize. What are we la- what are we laughing about here? Come on. Uh, <laughs> Battlefront was 2004. Oh, okay. So Voyager Elite Forces, which is the game that comes out before this. I think that's the year 2000 because I'm pretty sure that had a pretty that had a pull on the PS2 like pretty quick. Like after that had come out, which would have yeah, been like, that's, like 2001. That is... I mean, that's almost exactly one year before September 11th. It's oh, September oh, oh. 2000. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'll, I'll stop my thought process there because it could get real dark real fast. They do take a break. Anyway, they do take a break though between. <laughs> they do take a break though between Voyager and uh, Outcast, which I guess kind of makes sense a little bit because. Very much. Well, I say the reason this game. I mean, this game exists for a couple of reasons, but. Um, one of the main ones is the fact that Raven Software are like kind of put in the seat for working on this because essentially one Activision kind of gets in good with LucasArts because I think they publish a couple of their titles around the time that LucasArts is starting to broach the console space anyways. But right. um, Raven had done a really good job on um, Star Trek, which if you go back and listen to that episode, I don't know if I totally agree. With it. I think, I think it's more they did the best job that they could with the material that they had. But unfortunately, it is. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, Willa, have you played um, Star Trek Voyager Elite Forces? I I have not at all. Okay. I actually, um, I also don't know how well. I mean, this game might have been received pretty well at the time. Wow. I, I, I yeah. almost. I bet it. I bet it was because, like, I mean, I remember loving it, and I can see why. Somewhat. Um, 
like I have, I have very mixed strong feelings on this game. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, as do I. Um, it's weird. It's like there's only maybe been as we kind of went over in the Heretic and Hexen episode. I think those games are like for what they had to work with were like quite impressive what they were able to pull off. But then, right as they've kind of gone along, it's more been like, well, these are interesting, but I wouldn't say they're like amazing or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they are the patron saint of mid tier, which is why we're pretty much, that's why we're here talking about them on, um, the bullet time. Yeah. By the way, Kevin, I don't know how I've never noticed it before, but your lamp shade, I thought, or the lamp, uh, kind of thing behind you, I thought it was a basketball hoop. I was thinking the same no. thing. It's, uh, it's, a uh, it's, a uh, for, for the, the folks watching. It, oh, yeah, there oh. It is. Look at that. Wow. Yeah. For some reason, I thought you were just going to pick up, like, a big basketball and just, like, throw it behind yeah, you and dunk it. You know, like, an, like one of those, like, office like hoops, like, you were trying to think about something. You just, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I like to shoot, I like to shoot a little hoop <laughs> occasionally, so much so I, I hung one from the dead center of the room. Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, you know, back <laughs> in the olden office. days, when they could only afford one hoop, that's, you know, they used to put that right in the center of the court, you know? Yeah, I mean, in, when the when the game was first invented, they used peach baskets that they cut the uh, huh. bottoms yeah. out of. Actually, yeah, it was only until that's your the, fun fact of the day. It was only until Jordan got involved and the money was coming in that's when they could afford having yeah. baskets. Yeah, uh, before that though, it was all peach baskets all the time. Yeah, no, they were, they were uh, using peach baskets all the way up until the '94 season. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right up until nine, right? Yeah, right up. And so it was like ten years into Jordan's career before they actually made the switch over, um, and it was because of the money that they got from Space Jam. Yeah, exactly. Um, you can actually yeah. there's some prototype versions of NBA Jam where they have old fashioned peach baskets in it before they, um, you know, edit the graphics to so its net. Yeah. yeah. So, this is all true. This is uh, all research that I've done for Jedi Outcast, funnily enough. But um, real. Research, real facts. Yeah. Uh, bullet time. That's, that's why people that's love podcasts because they love that's the, the subtitle of the podcast right there. <laughs> real, real research, real, research, facts. real facts. <laughs> like it's like the Papa. It's like a weirder version of the Papa John slogan. <laughs> <laughs> real research, real, real facts. Real pizza, uh, Papa John's. Please look forward uh, to the Quake Four episode where Papa John will be the special guest on it. The, where he, where, where he will be the special guest, and the Day of Reckoning will be upon. Yeah, that is okay. the Day of Reckoning. It's him playing Quake Four. <laughs> um, Just a sweaty Papa John. <laughs> Playing Quake Four. Oh god, yeah! Imagine him being on the webcam, and it just looks like it looks like he's like inside an oven. It's just glowing. <laughs> And we're just like, but okay, but it's just like John. But what, what did you? I mean, what did you? Did you think they would use like the Quake engine and as they used the Doom Three engine in a really weird? I mean, all 40, 40 Papa John pizzas in forty days. I've played forty <laughs> FPS games in forty days. Do you reckon it's going to I was trying to do Papa John, but it sounded more like um, Jesse the Body Ventura. Show me this. Yeah, yeah. I mean. You know, close enough. Yeah, close they're, enough. They're in, they, I think they operate on a similar vibration, like vibrational plane. Yeah, absolutely. Frequency. Jesse the Body Ventura, Papa John, you know. Yeah. 
So Willow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what's your, <laughs> you're here. So Willow, what do you think of? So did you play um, like the Dark Forces stuff before you got to uh, Jedi Outcast, or like did you try them out? Oh yeah, I, I had. Um, I mean, I didn't try them out this time, but like growing up, I I played all of them uh, hmm. quite a bit. So I, I still remember them. I, I remember as I played this one more, I started to remember like how I felt playing it back then, which was really interesting because I started to realize like, I'm like, why is this game pissing me off so much? I remember loving this. Um, and, and I can, I can kind of remember the design choices that were popular then. And like, like, like um, the, the quick save thing was a big yeah. thing, right? Where you can see that like this game was designed for you to have quick save. I'd like, I actually would be fascinated to see someone try to like speed run this game because there's oh, just man. so much bullshit that can just kill you instantly. That oh, like, God, yeah. there, there's so many spots, like especially uh, later in the game. Because I, I did actually make myself, I, I did get to the end, I did beat it. Um, oh wow, time. okay. And yeah, like it, I was determined at a certain point. Especially because to be fair, it gets really good. Like once you get past the slog through the beginning, it gets really good for a bit. Um, and just every now and then. You'll be going really good, like you're cruising, and then you get slammed into a wall bullshit. Like, that's basically the game. And, <laughs> like, I, I just, like, there's so many times, and, and what happens is, like, everything would be going so smoothly, and you felt so overpowered that I'd forget the quick save, and then all of a sudden you'd come across something that was bullshit. And you're like, God damn it, yeah. I forgot again. Fresh, um, fresh pile bullshit. Yeah, and it reminds me of, like, um, I really loved, um, like, Baldur's Gate 2 and stuff like that back then, and the expansion. Yeah. And that those games also had a, a tremendous, like, they were great games, but they also had a tremendous amount of bullshit of, like, you could walk in a room and instantly your whole party would die. Like, you could go do anything, but, like, this is where, like, Quicksave was, was pretty new. And so, like, uh, the games definitely were designed around this, where it was designed around when things go right, it's awesome because it's super yeah. hard. It'd be, it'd be like a, a less refined Dark Souls. I haven't played Dark Souls, but like I feel like that's what it is. It's like a really less refined Dark Souls. I'm like, we're going to make this super hard because you can save all the time. So when things go well, you'll feel amazing. But other times, it'll just feel like constant, just, yeah, just just crap. Like, it'll just like completely unfair. Uh, and it'll just throw stuff out of nowhere. Um, and it gets worse as it goes on. Like, you get more overpowered, so it almost feels more jarring when they throw out random bullshit. Like, there's... Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll say something related when I get there. But, like, no, there's I, some stuff I, later I, that's just, like, what is this? Like, Yeah. Um, so, just a bit of a temperature check, then, on this, which I think we've all kind of indicated how we're feeling about it. But I just want to read this quote, which might put into perspective kind of at the time. So, for one thing, it is rated at 89% on Metacritic. I believe what we've covered so far i think is the highest rated game not including like the one-off episodes but within the raven stuff that we've looked at i think this not only is the highest rated game that we've looked at so far i believe this is the highest rated game overall and in the year 2007 game trailers ranked it as the number one star wars game saying This was certainly not the first time players had the opportunity to play as a Jedi in a video game, but it was the first time you actually felt like one. You know, I, I, <laughs> the thing is, I, I, I can't disagree with that. Like, no, this game is so. That's what I mean. It's so. I feel like this game is. You're either at a ten, like there's 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 a long stretch of the game where it exactly feels like that, where it's like, wow, this this really does feel like being a Jedi. 
And then, but like, there's not much in between. Like, you're pretty much at a 10 or a 1, like the entire time I'm playing this game. Like, I was going to say, this game makes me feel like a Jedi, but it makes me feel like <laughs> one of the Jedi from the end of Revenge of the Sith, where the Roach is getting murked really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Uh, one, uh, of the, one of the Order sixty six Jedi. Order sixty six. Uh, yeah. Yes. Um. Yeah. No. Uh. Yeah. So I never even got to the Jedi portion. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Oh wow. Okay. I I, I, I I really thought about quitting. Like I like I said I, I beat this because I got really determined. Like I was like and no no what yeah. the hell like. <laughs> no, that's so, yeah. You did better uh, than the two people who are hosting this mini series on it. <laughs> sure. I'll say this much. Yeah. You know what? You can give me a medal for this. At least I got further than Kevin. I got past the Jedi stuff. But I'll say I'll say this in your defense. This is an FPS podcast, and pretty much the moment that you unlock the lightsaber, it kind of ceases to be an FPS game for the most part and just kind of turns into an odd action adventure game. And I yeah. say odd in so far that like to kind of back up what you're saying, Willow, is that, like, the game has, like, really high, like, it has really high highs. It's basically, like, it's the video game equivalent of, like, me playing bowling, which is I either get two <laughs> strikes in a row or I get nothing but gutter balls. Like, there is no in-between. It is just the biggest extreme. It's so it's, like, hard to describe. Like, it's just, it's so yeah. hard. And, and I have to wonder, too, like, and the worst part is, the, the worst part of the game is what you played, Kevin. Like, the, the, the beginning... Yeah is so unbelievably like i i looked up guides for almost every level after being stuck for like i'd be running around and i'd be like are you fucking kidding me it was this thing that like i tried to do 20 minutes ago the the game convinced me i couldn't do and that was actually the thing i was supposed to like it's just just unbelievable like so the beginning is like completely unbearable it's like the and when i when i look stuff up that's what like everyone was saying like they they were like it's at the beginning is so bad and then, yeah, and then, like, it almost stops being a first-person shooter where, like, the guns you have are almost, like, little toys you have for fun. Like, you, you yeah. basically never want to use them. It's so dangerous to put and, your lightsaber away. <laughs> like, So, and let me say this. In the first four hours, the first-person shooter element of it is atrocious. Yes, like it, it really is. It is. It does not feel good to play. The guns... Are you like, good luck, hit, good luck. It's like they give you the gun. They're like, good luck, fucker. Um, It's like Stormtrooper Stormtrooper Simulator 2002, where you're basically (laughs) just sitting there. And there was a moment where I had had the, 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 the... rifle or whatever on full auto and there's an off and it, there's an officer who stands oh, yeah. in front of me and <laughs> i'm like it's it's, so it's, it's it's oh my it's, god it's somehow it's like the scene from pulp fiction where the guy bursts out of the kitchen and shoots at at at, at sam jackson and john travolta six times and all the bullets somehow end up on the wall behind, directly behind them. That happened to me so it's, many times in the first like four hours of this game. It's like a where the bullets are like in the outline of the character. Yeah, like not, not, only, not only do your guns have the worst accuracy, which I, I will say, okay, one, one cool thing with that is the pistol you start with is actually incredibly useful because it's it the only the thing that shoots weapon. accurately. So a lot yeah. of the game is just like cheesing everything like oh i can technically see this guy and shoot him before he ever sees me because dealing with anyone fairly is awful and and the thing i found out was like it feels like and this is where like when you have the lightsaber it's less of a big deal but 
and I don't know if maybe it's worse playing like the GOG version or some of the ones because like maybe at the time it wasn't as bad. But I swear to God, when they're moving, they're basically invulnerable. There's no leading shots in this to hit someone. You basically have to just no. run around and wait for them to stop moving and only shoot them. It's like it's like a targeting gallery. You can only it's- hit them when they stop moving. Like that's it. I guess if you wanted to be like a, if you wanted to be an essay head, you could argue. Well, that's very in the style of Star Wars because the only time an enemy or like somebody gets hit in Star Wars is when they are stand is when the um, the stormtroopers are standing dead still and then they just get shot. But like, yeah, if it, yeah. if like Han and Luke and Leia are moving, they're not getting shot. Like, you know, it's it's, no. it's like invincibility frames, right. but not for rolling, just for moving, and it's just for walking. And it's weird because yeah. like it, there are moments where I was like. Is this is this accidentally genius? Because like there is an element of like like using the stormtrooper rifle, right? It has horrible aim. Yeah. But if you're running directly, if you're just running around, never stop running and just run at people, it's okay when you're running straight at them, which tactically makes no sense, but it's like the only mm. way the gun kind of works well. And it's like, oh, well, maybe that's why they act this way. Because like their their <laughs> rifles are like like they just run in because it's literally the only way they're gonna hit anything. And it's yeah. and it's oh, so yeah. And, and, oh, actually, with that too, like I feel like in the past I had to have gone in this game, having played the other um, Dark Forces game recently. So I think like there's an sure. expectation that you played them because yeah, it really does just throw you in. And like, oh yeah, it. I didn't even realize there was a secondary fire until I was like, I'd played. I, I, now I got stuck on the first level. I played like five hours to get through the first level because I broke the game like four different ways. Like each, absolutely unbelievable to me. Like I would, I would save the game and I saved it in a state where like it was unrecoverable. So I had to start. And the thing was, I couldn't find anything on this. I, 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 so I had to just, I guess I'm going to restart the level. I think I broke it. And then like, oh yeah, I guess I did. And so I did it. There's three different ways to like mess up the game. Like on that first level. Yeah. Uh, Did, Did you find, did you find the, the one to clip through the ceiling? I did not clip to the ceiling. So uh, I, didn't I didn't know so, you could do that. That's well, interesting. I didn't know you could do it either until I like basically <laughs> I like jumped and then my wife called me like at, to ask me something and I hit escape on the oh, on the no. keyboard and, and you then, escaped like, through the roof. And when I hit uh, uh, hit escape again to unpause it, uh, Kyle was now floating above the map. Amazing. Because I, I guess because he was on an upward trajectory when I paused underneath <laughs> the pause, <laughs> he just incredible. kept going up. And then when I, he started returning, like gravity shut off or something and he started floating back down and he landed like back in the map, totally unharmed. But I was like, that's huh. amazing. You aren't harmed because you die to like, yeah. you feel like a goddamn paperclip half time in this game. Like, yeah. I think oh, the most yeah. dangerous thing in this game is random doors and elevators. Like, I can't tell yeah. you how many times I, I didn't even know there was a door there. You're just walking into a room and all of a sudden, oh, I, oh the door just killed me. You just hear like an yeah, instant, yeah. like, oh, oh, yeah. Dead. Like, <laughs> like, you're looking at an elevator, is like, is this the elevator or is the elevator up and it's going to crush me? <laughs> yeah. Yes. God, oh, yeah. No, the elevators have a mind of their own because it's one of those <laughs> games as well where it's like, all these kind of games that we're looking at this era, and I think all the Raven games have the same thing, which is like, is there a use button for pressing buttons, or do you just go to the button and it activates? And they're totally so kind of inconsistent. Like, oh, yeah, Every level does different. Okay, and this is another thing. That I, I, the ongoing thing in this game for me, too, was like, there is no, there's nothing known of as like um, making your game like actually legible. So like, 
nothing stands out for things that are interactable or the environment. Yeah. And and, no, and, be, and, and because there's also no consistency in what things actually look like or where they are placed, you are literally just usually walking by controls and just spamming E, hoping that something does something. Because I'm like, well, I guess I'm in a dead end again. It's probably something in this room. Let me run around for 10 minutes and hit E on everything. And let, me, like, let me look for the one console that is standing completely separate from everything else. Yeah, and, and like, and, and actually to show you, like, so and, and there's some stuff in the beginning, especially baffled me because, like. So one of the ways I, I, I broke the game was I was like, oh, okay, I, I kind of explore. I, I, I did exactly what you should do in these kind of games, right? Like I, I was learning the layout of the map and there was a triggered event of like where Jan's like, please come save me, right? Yeah. So I knew if yeah. I went up the hallway, jumped down below, I'd come down next to her. Now, when you do that, you don't trigger the troopers. So I'm standing next to Jan and she's going, Kyle, hurry up, come help me. I'm literally, I'm standing <laughs> next to her. I I I gotta find the clip I had of this, but like I literally at one point, so I'm so confused walking around. I walk in like the doorway, like next door, and look through the window right in time to see her die. So she just dies after a certain period of time if you don't save yeah. her. But like nothing's yeah. happening on my screen. She's just saying, "You got to save me. Where are you?" And I'm like, right. I, "I've been here for a minute. What is happening?" <laughs> and I couldn't figure <laughs> out what to do. It's so like if you you have to run back like the way you came or something, and if you don't run right. in the exact right hallway the troopers aren't there like they never appear you can't even like walk the wrong way they're not waiting they literally don't appear until you walk like the way yeah. you're supposed to go you and- have you have to hit like a certain flag and the way that it's built it is very like even though the map <laughs> itself is very kind of romero like and there's like three different ways to get somewhere they expect you to go the one way that it's like maybe that's the way that they'll remember to go right like uh, yeah oh my god and, and then the it's other funny, uh, oh go ahead Oh, uh, the the one that got me was um, I also didn't know about the objectives on the on the mission screen, and so I, I was trying to remember on that first level. There's the codes, so I was yeah, trying to remember codes. the codes, and then I realized they put them there for you. But here, here's the thing: so I remembered the code. I went up to the console and I used it. Right? You would think that would be what you're supposed to do. That's the second way I broke the game because if you put it in before the objective appears on your list, you will never complete it. So because I had already put the code in, and once you lock the code in, it doesn't let you interact with it anymore. So you can't turn it back off. So that right. was the second way I had to restart. It's just un- absolutely unreal. I mean, oh, you know, that's God. a classic reference to, you know, Return of the Jedi when the hammer's down. So like he was you know, it's all, it's all, it's all just callbacks to, you know, Lucas's, it's all callbacks uh, and Easter eggs, you know, it's yeah, it's, exactly. It's a little wink to the fans. That's what they do. Nod. I was I was laughing. I was thinking about this because when I said earlier, like, what year did it come out? I should have remembered it was like it would have been before two thousand four because this is very much from the era of like Half Life Two hadn't come out yet, so you still have like single player shooter campaigns where it's like, what's the map design? Yeah, uh, we 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 just jam blocks together, and you kind of have to. It's like a real place. Real places you can't figure out where to go. Right. I've never been in an hospital. You know, like, <laughs> I've never been in a building that I knew where to go. No, once. I've never been in a hospital <laughs> before. I've never had to look for like uh, you know the rheumatology department or anything like that. Like, why wouldn't a sit? Well, I guess I wouldn't like. Why wouldn't an empire base have just like little colored lines? Okay, going? some of these bases like there was. I don't see how you're even physically possible allowed. Like there are parts where it's like <laughs> I'm a Jedi yeah. who's jumping like 16 stories high. How the hell is anybody navigating that? <laughs> like, God, 
I was it's thinking funny. that we got so those poor storage, poor stormtroopers just having to walk around this place all day. <laughs> I'm going to defend the sh- I'm going to defend the shooting a tiny bit. As in, I think the shooting's okay at some points, and also it's not the worst thing in this game. The worst thing in this game is the platforming. Oh my god! The platforming yes. In this, oh my god! The platforming in this game is awful, and I'll say this much: where, uh, this wasn't where I stopped playing, but it was. Pretty much a couple of levels afterwards. When you get your Jedi... So here's the thing. like The game has like really good up and down points. So kind of like the initial first level, is it's the worst impression you could possibly have. It is the worst first level like, you could ever make for a game. Like, I don't understand what... It is, not the, it is not World War... It's not World 1-1 one, one for Mario. It's... it's, it's <laughs> no, no, it's, it, it's not Half-Life 2. It's like Bizarro 1-1. One, one. It's... Yeah, it, 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 <laughs> It's bizarro. It's not even. It's not even E one M one. It really is. It's like it's like if you were going to study a a course one of what not to do in game design, like this is the level. Like I don't think I've ever played a level one that does a better job. I think this is a good example of what we were talking about um, when we were talking about uh, Heretic and Hexen, which is that because Doom is the first. Well, it's not the first FPS game, but it's like the first to kind of use this engine or whatever. They can't do anything overly complex because it's out of like the engine's like capabilities. So as a result, they just kind of work with what they have. And it's that first level in Doom is great. It's just a big horseshoe shape. It's like super streamlined, but it's all about like getting from A to B, anyways. And then the moment they make them a little bit more about key hunting, again, it's still really slick. But the problem is, is that like as this as their engines got like more and more complex, and people go went, oh, we can do more sophisticated stuff with this. They just made the most absolutely directionless levels possible. And in Raven's case, it's even worse because, like, with Heretic, they would try to make them look like real places. Yeah. But as a result, it's like, oh, well, my town doesn't have, like, a like an arrow pointing you where to go. You would just know where to go. And it's like, yeah, but I don't live in Heretic. I don't know <laughs> it. And it's exactly the same issue that, um, like, the first level of, uh, like, Jedi Outcast has, which is, I don't know where to... I don't know if I'm making progress or if I'm going and sit, like this feels like nonsense. But then <laughs> yeah. as it goes along, it gets a little bit more tight and you go, oh, okay, this is okay. And the little tutorial that they give you to get all your Jedi powers back, that's really cute. Like that, that like that should have been the first level yes. of the game. Uh, you know what? I, 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 I feel like it had to have been. I, I'd be curious to oh, see yeah. an interview. I feel like that clearly was designed to show you powers and it was perfect. It was so streamlined. Yes. So the thing, like, the, the thing from um, from uh, looking at interviews and stuff like that, the most fun, or at least where they put most of their attention, was in the lightsaber stuff. Because, like, again, this is an engine built for FPS games, and, like, yeah. the lightsaber is a melee weapon. And the way that, like, most FPS games do melee weapons is that, technically, the way that it is is that it's an invisible gun that shoots a single bullet, but only, like, a couple of, like, feet in front of you. Right. And then they just make it look like the character animation is hitting. They couldn't do that for the lightsaber because obviously it has like the ability to like burn and cut through stuff. Um, they already have this technology left over from Soldier of Fortune where they have the ghoul system where you can like blow off people's arms and legs. And they're like, oh, well, we can apply that to the lightsaber stuff. Thank and God for John Mullins. Thank you, John Mullins, <laughs> for making this. You know, uh, John Mullins, actually, um, he also fought in the uh, Battle of Yavin. He, he consulted on that. Oh, really? He, okay. He came in on and consulted on this as well. Um, he was in the trench. Yeah, run. he 
He was also um, an ex-Jedi uh, Master as well, who then had to take up arms again to stop a uh, dinosaur. Oh, we haven't gosh. mentioned that yet, that the bad guy in this game is a dinosaur Jedi. Yeah, Dasan, yeah, yeah. He, that's the great thing about like all of these class, these like spin-off Star Wars games. Well, like the extended canon is just like, could we have a dinosaur as a Sith? Yeah, why not? It's in space and do whatever we want. It's great. And, and also, and then, it feels like a weird precursor. Like seeing some of the stories we've seen in Star Wars now, like some of the story in this, where it's like Kyle Katarn, like is like semi doing what Luke does later in the yeah. in the movies, and you have like. There's, there's some weird stuff going on where it's like, okay, this is interesting. Like, Hal Karn's like a, a cross between, like, Han if Han Solo Luke. became a Jedi. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Hal Katarn's yeah. just kind of a fun character as well because, like, in Dark Forces, he's just, like, the ultimate player standing off. Well, he used to work for the Empire and now he works for the Rebels. So, you know, he's he's a complicated character. He's got his foot in one world and another foot in the other. And it's like, great. All the different things that you can do with that. And then Jedi Knight is like, yeah, he's got that. Also, he's force sensitive, so you can be. And it's like, oh great! It's just all sorts of stuff that Beautiful, you can kind of yeah. do with him. Oh, actually, and then there, in this, there was a line. One of the early levels, maybe it was even the first. I don't know. The first level also has just like way too much stuff. It's it's like four mm. levels combined. But like, it's I so laughed. Huge. And there's a line where Jan's like, "Oh my god, are you okay?" Because you 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 have to. Uh, there, it, I remember it was an exploding tunnel. You have to mm. you have to go on top and shoot your way down. Because if you walk down the tunnel, oh, you just get blown yeah. up and die. Which again, you have no warning for; you just <laughs> yeah. die. But like, when you do it and you and you get to the other side, Jan's like, "Oh my god, are you okay?" And he's like, "Just another day in the job." Kind of like line. It's like, "Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like come on." <laughs> uh, like, I know he's just like every. Uh, he's just like hmm, we took all the coolest things about all the different <laughs> Star Wars characters and combined them together. Including, um, actually, no, we'll get, I'll, I'll get to that in a second because this is something Kevin doesn't know about because he didn't get far enough. But the programmer basically who did all the lightsaber stuff for, um, well, there were two programmers, but the kind of guy who led it at Raven is a guy called uh, Mike Gamay. And essentially, what he said about it was that he wanted it to feel like the sword combat from, like, you know, the original trilogy. And the one thing that the kind of like game reference that they used was Bushido Blade, the uh, okay. slow moving action PS1 sword fighting game. <clears throat> but an interesting thing is that, like I said, they did use the ghoul system from Soldier of Fortune so they could dismember people. You cut off but, a lot of arms. Yeah, but you do. But you here's really the thing <laughs> you were originally going to cut off a lot of heads as well, but right before they shipped it, <laughs> LucasArts kind of weighed in and said, could you change the percentage on that? Because we think it's like, you know, it's not very Star Warsy that you can lob people's heads off. Just constantly so they, kept tweak- they kept tweaking it until they eventually put it to zero. And then literally <laughs> they put the game out. And a few years later, uh, Revenge of the Sith comes out. And what does Anakin do in the first 10 minutes? Lobs right. off Count Dooku's head. And yeah. apparently like they had gone to see him in the cinema and they were just like, they told us we couldn't do this. What the hell? Oh, my Jedi, God. It's not a thing that, that happens in Star Wars is decapitations. And then it's like just decapitations. The prequel trilogy had plenty of decapitations. Well, I was going to say, um, what's his face gets decapitated as well? Um, Django Fett. Or Boba Django Fett. Fett. Or Boba Fett's, yeah, yeah, Django Fett. Boba Fett's papa. Oh. Yeah, head. Boba Fett's dad. I don't know why that reminds me. But slash I will self. say the... 
the only redeeming thing in the beginning of the game for the shooting for me, like the, the only, it, it was, it, it was enough to make me laugh, was how over the top the the ragdoll physics deaths were. Like they really put a lot of effort. <laughs> so like if you they shot really them did. in the foot, they would they would it would like add this huge force from their foot. It's like depending on where you killed them, they would spin around and it was the, it was hilarious. Like. It was just so over the top. It, it really did make those levels more pleasurable and just like I think it, yeah, I think there was one I shot a guy in the head and he like he gets hit in the head and he does like a complete like backflip and then lands on his front yes. or something like that. <laughs> I must like, say my absurd. favorite thing is the moment you get the Jedi powers and it turns to third person, the jumping goes from just like quake jumping to and I know you just forward flip all the time and side flip and backward, but you can only do that when you have a lightsaber. Right, <laughs> just do as many backflips as you want. But like, it, man, I gotta say the, the the programmers who did the lightsaber stuff, like, oh yeah, the most impressive thing in this game is that like it really like even though some of those fights still feel awful, they feel less like bullshit, and it feels more like well, this is a fight that would be kind of on the edge, and like the fact that you can do like you can actually learn the precise movements, like this is what baffles me. Mm-hmm. It's like. There are so many unique controls depending on which direction you're running or jumping and what um, stance you're in. It is unreal. Like the fact that you could, you could, if you run sideways and there's a wall next to you and you jump, you will actually uh, jump off the wall and flip over to the other side. And like, yeah. there's all these really fine tuned things that start to become natural the more you play. And that's, that's where like, yeah, the lightsaber stuff, like as you go on, it's like, Wow, I cannot imagine how hard it was to get this to, to like, work yeah, right. program that. No, and, I think it is yeah. like I'm not. I don't think any of us are a massive fan of the game, but I will say like the lightsaber stuff in this. And I think in Academy they they take it up the extra step if they like you kind of change stances on the fly. And that. Yeah, you can in this like, too. Um, oh yeah, you can. It it actually becomes and again like I didn't I I couldn't figure out the stance bond for it, but like it actually becomes a really big deal because like. Um, they start throwing so many guys at you that like the the um the speed mode becomes so important for like fighting stormtroopers. Oh, yeah. But then you want to switch to other modes normally when you're fighting like the Jedi. And then like the the offense mm. stance becomes really fun because it's it's super high risk where like you take like a second to swing, but it becomes really vital because it all becomes about like waiting for an opening. And it's like you need yeah. to land this hit and you'll kill them in like one shot, but like you cannot miss. Or you will be instantly slaughtered. <laughs> Which honestly, actually, I could see the I could see if them taking influence from Bushido Blade for stuff like that because yeah. Bushido Blade was uh, it was honestly one of my favorite games for the PlayStation, and because I was like, oh, it's so neat! Like the fight could be the fight could go on forever, or it could be over yeah. in be over in, in like a yeah. fraction of a second if depending on. On like the kind of rock paper scissors like uh, combat that you and it's like you could you could maim somebody and they're limping around. It, it, it was it was an interesting game, and so I can kind of see you know the risk risk reward uh, being part of it. Then yeah, yeah, it's too, yeah. It's too bad you didn't get to like later on that part because that that is where it really well, opens up. You know, I couldn't find the, the fucking feel. door. So <laughs> yeah, you know. I, I know <laughs> it's, it's so. But that, that's how they feel it, later. But, like it would be like fighting four Jedi or something. And it was like, sometimes mm. you just play it perfect and you just felt like the biggest badass ever. And then other times, like it would make a, a long grueling fight. And then other times, like you would just instantly get slaughtered. Like it, it, it was a very interesting, like 
<laughs> or you could play it perfect, feel like the biggest badass ever, and then like an elevator kills you. Yeah. yeah. Or or the, the 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 actual final boss of the game was like the biggest letdown, I think, of yeah. anything like because like they'll throw in a mechanic like they, they do these boss things where it's like instead of just a straight up fight, which like it's like your lightsaber thing is really good. Instead of doing that, they'll be like, here's a gimmick thing you have to do. Like, you have to look for the weakness and do the weakness thing. Yeah. And it really doesn't work well in this game. So it feels like basically the bosses feel like how you were wandering around in level one or looking for a door. That's what the bosses feel like. Where basically, uh, I, when I got to the final boss, I died like something like 20 times in like 10 minutes. And then, and then it was like I looked up a thing and then I beat him in the first try. And I was like, oh, I have to hit these two buttons and like do a sequence. And then... And then you become super powered and then kill him. And it's like, okay, well, why? Why would you end the game? Like, well, I don't know. But yeah, all, all the bosses were kind of let down. Raven, I'm very good at doing boss fights from what we... Well, Heretic and Hexen, we didn't... I, I didn't get to the bosses of either of them. Hexen 2, I didn't get to the boss of it. Soldier of Fortune, I did get to the boss, the final boss of. And it is... Well, it's just, because it's like a military shooter, the guy... The only way that they could do it is like, well, it's another soldier, but he's a bullet sponge. Oh, okay. And it's just really, <laughs> it's just really boring. You just in an it, you're in an arena that looks like the level from uh, Mario sixty four where the submarines in the middle of it. So you're just running around the rim oh around God. this big submarine <laughs> and just shooting so, at each other, and it's just a war. Of was that game? Whoever runs that was that uh, game before this one? Because I mean, I feel like they do. Some, yeah. Like they're basically like, hey, you know, how lightsaber is the coolest thing in this game. What if our bosses aren't vulnerable to lightsabers? until you do the special thing. <laughs> so you just use a lightsaber as like a key to hit them when like their, their weakness is open. And it's like, yeah, yeah. that's not great. Um, I don't really want to have to switch back to my guns to pot shot some random like weakness thing now. Like that's not, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Everything wanna... that Raven has made and this included, I can see, I can see greatness in it, you know? Yeah. You can, you can see it. Yeah. Like even in the first four hours, which are just, and I like maybe that four hours is too long to take to be- beat it or maybe whatever. I don't know. I did spend like 30 minutes at one point just walking around and it was like, oh, there's like a pipe that extends in this one part of the level that you have to jump on. Oh, my but, like, God. How was I supposed to know that? It only extends once every 30 seconds. <laughs> that would like such what, bullshit. What, how, in what in what world would I where's the information being presented? Yeah. That there is a pipe. Is there a it's not like you hear a dude okay. over say like the the pipe the pipe is the with the weakness. They they get then, real lazy at the end. Like so like <laughs> I wrote that down because that pipe pissed me off so much. <laughs> but, like, but so but before you do the the final battle, there's a whole thing where you have to like chase down Dasan. There's literally mm. a part where like he he has three illusions running three different ways. One way is so sorry before this. There's literally a dead end where there's nothing to do, and the answer was literally I walked into a wall, and that wall was an illusion. Never done anywhere else in the game. There's nothing that you just you just have to walk through that wall, and then and then they fucking use that against you when Dasan splits in three ways. If you take the right path. There is an illusory wall, and if you walk through it, you fall to your death. 
immediately. <laughs> and it's like, are you fucking kidding me? You taught me this was a thing. And the only reason to try it was pure frustration in the first part. And it's just... That's so bad. <laughs> and there's things like that where it's like, oh, there's a fire here. And it's like, okay, maybe I can speed over it to reduce the damage because you've had to do that just before now. But the, the, no, this one, there was a leaking pipe. And I like... And I, I never would have found it other than looking at a guy, but it was like, oh, I do remember there being something dripping. And it was like, you were supposed to apparently notice the dripping and shoot this pipe, this tiny pipe up above to knock water down on the fire. And they just pull these random things out where it's like, this is the worst puzzle yeah. ever. Like, how the hell? <laughs> yeah. One of the things that they did in Jedi Academy was give, I mean, your character has that force sense in Jedi Academy, which mm. is basically All like right. a hint system. It's like, oh, yeah, these are the inner. It, it basically highlights the interactable things in a room. <laughs> Something that should just be like a base gonna, thing was, in the game. Uh, I was going to say, we'll get more into it when we talk about Academy, but it is just such a requirement, yeah. even to the point of like we were saying about quick saving and loading. The fact that they give you a, you can spec into a force ability that just lets you heal. So you can just pause, heal up, and then move ahead. Like you don't have to go looking for health packs like a doom game it's just oh god like, once you get healing in this game and outcast it like changes the whole yeah. game because now it's like oh well, yeah no you don't I have bet. shields but at least like you can stop and heal oh it's funny too because yeah. I, I didn't even notice i got the healing power because again they don't they don't really tell you like it <laughs> says new force powers but you have to like no yeah you have to scroll through and like look what's there and it's like oh i have and that, and that kept <laughs> happening oh god that was the other one so in the first level there's the freaking light goggles that you're supposed to use. Yeah, I didn't know about oh, them. Yeah. So, I was like, how do I use I, these? No, worse than that, I thought, oh, I'll try G for goggles because this was the the, the era of naming items weird names. So you Every could have unique first name. Yeah. 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 So I walked through the goggles. And I'm like, maybe, maybe just the brightness is broken on the version of the game I have, but it was still kind of too dark in here. But later in the game, I don't know if you got here, there are parts in the game where it's actually pips black and you absolutely. So yeah. I was using normal goggles, not the light goggles in there. And so that's why, like, I, but I didn't even realize until I got to the thing later. And I was like, oh, there's a numpad four, apparently, uh, does this thing. And uh, yeah, I, I ended up having to, like, pull out the manual, which I, I can't remember the last time I did it for a game, to look up, like, random keybinds and stuff. Uh, which also, I was amusing there. There's a, um, <laughs> it made me think of Pixel It. There's a, there's a, um, <laughs> there's, there's a page in there that's like, don't read this if you don't want spoilers. And it, 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 it basically is a narrated, like, a book. <laughs> version of the first level but it's but it's none of it's not any of the challenging stuff it's it's just the first walkway before you get to anything really happens so like they're, they're like here's a hint and they give you a page and it's like you have like 10 puzzles after this for this level and nothing in here. Like, oh god and i forgot they had the um but when i read to the manual what i forgot about was like they had the freaking 800 helplines back then so they had oh, that yeah, was yeah, yeah. to call in for like yeah. two ninety nine a minute to the get Lucas, like the Lucas Arts tip line. Yeah, talk oh, to George God. Lucas himself; he'll tell you what to do. <laughs> Which those made a lot more sense. I feel like when Lucas Arts's bread and butter was uh, point and adventure clicks. games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, with the adventure games. Um, yeah, it, it feels honestly like they borrowed some of the moon logic from adventure games yeah. um, and jammed it into, into this. Yeah. It does feel like um, that at points. Because I would say it's like, it's, yeah, it's the worst elements of a LucasArts product where it's like moon lodge, but like, then that also kind of goes with like Raven who are like, Oh, it's a do mention game. Make whatever the hell you want and let people figure out the way ahead. That's gameplay folks. But also That's gameplay, yeah, baby. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> but then on the other hand, it's like, oh, this is a LucasArts game, so it's just like, oh, hey, we need, like, uh, references for the blasters? Yeah, sure. Here's all this concept art. Oh, we need music? Oh, yeah, sure. Here's all of John Williams' soundtrack. Go ahead. Here's all the sound effects. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Art. But the point-and-click yeah. point thing is such a great analogy because, like, there, there's moments where... On one hand, I'd be like, God damn, this is so cool this happened. Like, the, I think it's on the, the mm. second level. There's a part where you, you literally have a dead end. There's nothing you can do. But then you, you hit this button, and, like, this laser goes erratically out of control and just yeah. cuts yeah. down the door in half. And it's like, on one hand, this is such bullshit that this is the answer. But on the other hand, like, that was really cool to dodge this right. laser as it slays things open. Like, and it's like... I simultaneously it basically think destroys this is great, the room. But I hate you. <laughs> like, yeah. That's what I mean. The game has like little flashes of brilliance like that, where like that feels like something from like a Half Life game where you would go. That's in what it made me like, think of. Yeah, of like yeah, like, it feels like Half Life perfected press. this. Like they took this. Like oh, we can take yeah. cool moments, but make them make sense. So like the yeah. player's not wondering what the hell is going on. But like, like it, it's it's more linear, but in its linearity, you're never like Half Life is just kind of a great delivery method for great set. Which pieces. actually, so wait, was there no Half Life games out? Because I, I I saw this and there's there's head crabs in this. Like I don't know if you know, like it's definitely the head. So Half Life, so Half Life One <laughs> had come out at this point. That was out in ninety nine, two thousand. So yeah, Half Life is yeah well, okay. Is, is out at this point, but Half Life Two is still okay. Because I was which like, is the refinement of the this refinement. is definitely head crabs from Half Life. Like I felt like they. That's oh, what I was wondering yeah. if Half Life yeah. One came out and they were trying to do stuff. Like so if you play some of the of. other, if you play some of the others, uh, Raven games, uh, Raven is just obsessed with putting little fucking annoying. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, they love their. They love their. They love their fucking. That bug enemies just more the little ticks that just like okay, run at they, you they, yeah they did you... some clever stuff in this like one of my favorite moments there's one level where you have to fear, free like the prisoners which yeah. has this yeah. moment where you have to do like the worst walk uh, escort quest ever where you have to actually leave your mouse on the goddamn oh guy oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I totally blank, blanked that out you um, just have to st- the, it's like you have to stand at the top of the stairs and point your gun at the guy and the guy is walking so yeah slow I did, I did like I, I had a I, I like that moment though even though I was like okay when's the tune well, when's the when's I, I the only tune? I only remember it because again I didn't do what the game expected and I broke the game there so like I I, I got him there right <laughs> and then the bug guys attack the bug things attack so I was like oh I'm just gonna let him fucking die he already opened the, he already did the thing for me what do I care well you fail if you let him die so I had to reset, do the walk again, just for him to turn on me right after that. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, yeah. come on now. Like, this is why I let yeah. him die. I do like. That's, that's Activision design, though. Like, all, all the Call of Duty games have that, where right. it's like, don't die, don't die, don't die. End of the level, you die. Because that's what yeah. was that meant to happen in the story. But they, like, you gotta. You're at any point. But they had a great moment hit. where you can. Um, you know, they have the cameras on a lot of levels. And like, every right, now and yeah. they're usually useless, but every now and then they're useful. And there's, there's a part around there where you free the prisoners. It's really funny. They must have it scripted to activate the AI as soon as you're in range. So like viewing it on the camera must activate it or something. But if you view the, the cells, there's a bug sitting in one of the guy's cell. And as soon as you look in the camera in there, it just eats the prisoner. And I just like, it, it just made me die <laughs> laughing. Cause I was like, you can't save this person, but it's just like, it's clearly set up where as soon as you check the camera, this guy just gets eaten and there's nothing you can do. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I gotta talk about a moment from this game that I absolutely hate, and then also a moment that I really like. Um, the moment that I hate was what I was going to get into in regards to. I didn't think the shooting was too bad, but the platforming is 
Uh. awful in regards to how it doesn't feel like this is a this is a quake engine free game an engine which is built for shooting like platforming is technically something that it can do but it doesn't feel properly designed for it and it came to a head in regards to so after you do the jedi training you go to like a hive of scum and villainy because you have to go talk to a guy who's like a he pretends well he he He's technically, he is like a trash recycler, but he's actually like a big boss. Like That is the guy. worst level in the game, hands down. Yeah, we got to go into this because yeah. <laughs> you start in the canteen a bit and that's cool because it's like you slice a bunch of people up and then like, and then you're kind of running through a city, like trying to like find the way ahead. The city itself is annoying because it's like really narrow walkways with like bottomless pits. So like if you jump awkwardly, you're going to fall off and you right. have to like... And it's one of those games where it's like, oh, if you have to reset, you have to reset from the beginning of the level. <laughs> yeah, yes. they don't do the checkpoint. Oh, and let's let's not let, to set the stage here. Not only are the walkways where you just like die to your death instantly, but after the like, this is your first big moment of using the lightsaber, right? So you get to, you get to have that mm-hmm. cantina fight, which feels amazing. Then it's they great. immediately throw you in this level where you can just die anywhere and everywhere you go is only enemies that the lightsaber can do nothing against. So the mm-hmm. two enemies that you fight against are, well, sorry, there's, there's every now and then they throw you a bone and there's some guys you can actually deflect the lights. But like the only enemies are people who throw grenades, which even if you cut them down, there's a good chance they drop the grenade they're holding and it explodes. Yeah, on you. at where they're standing. Yeah. And, and snipers who have hit scan lasers who can yeah. shoot you across the fucking level. So everywhere you go, there are guys, there'll be like four of them in random windows around the level. Mm-hmm. And you just yeah, it's the most bullshit. Like, oh my god, I might be I might be forgetting some of the weapons. I know the grenades do for a fact, but some of the weapons have got knocked back as well. So if you get hit by a grenade, <laughs> you're just thrown off the fucking. Lo- it's just like yunk, <laughs> off you go. And yeah, like- and the snipers do like the snipers will kill you and like like if you yeah, don't have full shields. Sh- so like basically the only way I could I could figure out how to do it would be like you have four speed. And and you have a sniper rifle too. So basically, you have to run out in four speed. So they miss once, then stop with the sniper and aim as fast as you can. Like even with four speed, yeah. you can barely aim in time to hit them because you can't you can't zoom and like charge the laser totally correctly. It's it's really awkward controls. And if you didn't zoom in far enough, the only you have to exit the entire zoom again to like resume. So you have to line up your uh. shot perfectly the first try. And so like you basically have to like four speed to slow motion everything. And then mm-hmm. do it perfectly, uh, and it's 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 really like later in the game that kind of stuff's not bad because your four speed gets like eight times faster or something, where you're basically yeah. in like perfect bullet time, where it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, but there, it's like it's only like a little bit, and it's it's just unreal to me. Where it's like, okay, so you gave me five seconds of feeling awesome. I finally got the lightsaber, and then you just you just absolutely throw it just, just the worst the, the power fantasy def- yeah. and. It comes to a head right at the end of that level, where it's like you do a cool little puzzle with, and that's an annoying thing as well. Is that like there's a ton of times that you do have to use the Jedi powers, but like you might be in a room for like twenty minutes, like what am I meant to do? And then you just you just start going through all your stuff, yeah. and then you go, oh, I can I can push a box. Oh, that's the way ahead. Okay, right. Oh, great. I can mind trick this guy. I've never had to use this power, but I can mind yeah. trick him to hit the button for me. Cool. And- uh, <laughs> You do like a cool little bit of like you do a cool little puzzle and then you get onto the roof of the place and I couldn't quite figure out where it goes, so I brought up a YouTube video and it oh was like, God. Oh you gotta do you have to like jump you have to jump down like 
you're just looking. It's like dark. It, it's no. It's worse than. Uh, I'm not going to say it's like Dark Souls. It's worse than. Well, I mean, Saints Run's worse than Dark Souls is. You know, Dark Souls is a very good <laughs> game, so there are going to be a lot of things worse than Dark Souls. Right. But, this is like you're looking into a bottomless pit and there is a platform which is about the size of a postage stamp that you have to get onto. And then what they expect you to do to finish this level is there is a moving trash car that is going to where I the recycling I hate plant. that trash car so much. And they, what you're meant to do is, is that I'm going to have to probably put a video here because like to explain how the spot is like basically is a V-shaped platform thinner like it's like thinner than kyle katarn like any 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 bit off and you'll just fall off it's like that and then the car is all the way over here and so what the game intends you to do is to use the speed power (laughs) to build up enough speed to then do enough of a jump to get onto the car i'm glad that i had done quick saving because i was there for about Half an hour trying to pull this off. How? how I don't even know if I did that. Actually, past, I wonder if I wanted to. Yeah, how, this feels. How the hell this got past QA? I have no idea. It is so. It I'm, doesn't feel. It doesn't feel like that's the intended solution. It's so jank. I don't. I don't know if I did that, but I'm thinking of another thing. Okay, so on that same level though, I got yeah. stuck where I could not figure out where to go. I tried. There's. There's a little. Um. There's like a little floating car thing or something and it just kind of goes yeah. up and down a little bit like a, like a oh, moving yeah, platform yeah. right i tried to jump and land on that thing like four or five times and i finally was like you know what maybe i'm just not supposed to make this jump and i searched the entire goddamn level before i finally looked at a walkthrough and found out like oh, no no you are supposed to make that jump and like mm-hmm. and that's the one i remember standing out there where it's like and the, and the thing was tricky is you have the force jump so you can jump a little bit yeah. higher but the problem is you have no gauge for like can I actually make this jump? Like I can jump pretty high yeah. now, but, and, and this is a consistent problem that like the, the bigger your force jump gets, it, it's actually when you get the highest rank is the only time where the jumping in the game starts to feel good because you can just jump and flow yeah. so ridiculously high. It feels amazing, but everything else is like, okay, I can jump really high. So I never know when I can actually make the jump or not. It, it's like, right. it's like this weird, awkward, like in between of like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, consistently yeah yeah Uh, my my particular uh personal platforming uh issue was uh i was in the well it's 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 relatively early game because as we know i quit um and (laughs) so i'm in the one level and there's like it's like all right you hit these these switches and there's like a cold room for some reason, it's cold. It's oh, cold. yes. It's a cold room. Yes. It's oh, like, yeah, right. this bit shit. And it's like, how the hell are you meant to know <laughs> it's like, what to do? It's like, it'd be like, well, what do I do? And we're like, oh, I can break the glass. I can break this glass. I can't break all glass in the game, <laughs> no, but I can break this glass. glass. This glass in particular, I can break. So like, all right, well, I'm going to the room. But like, oh, and Kyle says, oh, it's cold in here. And if you wait too long, you're like, you're you like, die. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, you start getting damage. You die, so you you go, die from you hypothermia, go, yeah. You die from hypothermia. So you go through the door and you you flip a few switches. Then there's t- a few of those floating dro- drone things that for some reason you can't shoot when they're not shooting. Um, yeah. Those bullshit enemies. So, okay, you do the thing and you flip a switch and you go back up and you go back around and you flip more switches. Switches everywhere. And the, the thing rotates and you're like... 
the like now what i what do i do and i go and i stand on the ledge and i'm like oh well it looks like i cl- could climb it up there looks and like then, a little stair do I it, looks like, it? it looks yeah. like a stair but like all right well i'll shimmy along the ledge and it's like as soon as you step over towards the ledge you're like oh i fell back into the room again uh so i just did this loop like a bunch of times and like oh this can't be it then i guess i just maybe this is there's something else going on because this can't be it because i can't shimmy along the ledge and every time i try to jump it like it's it's not a great uh the game does not (laughs) have great do you want to know something really funny about that what? So I played the PC version first because, like, that was the one that I owned. And I was like, oh, you know, it was a time for the PC first. Yeah. There's no PS game. Let's see what that's like. And I right. just was not getting on with the platforming at all. Like, and I was playing keyboard and mouse and then also playing with um, Steam controller stuff. And then I went, did they port this to anything? And they did. They ported it to a bunch of consoles, including the GameCube. And I was like, I wonder how this runs in Dolphin. Runs exceptionally in Dolphin. The only difference between that and the PC version is couple of the effects are missing and all of the cutscenes are pre-rendered and they look very bad but that's <laughs> they, were like. they were done for like 240p so whatever sure, sure when you get to the area the frozen platforming area they fucking extended the ledge out because they because the platforming <laughs> is so awkward like on the con they don't tweak they they like there's there's oh barely God. anything that they could have done to like and the port was done by vicarious visions which is like they've you know gone on to do yeah, you know, they did like the Tony Hawk um, remake right. and stuff like that. Right. So, they, so they're quality guys, and it's like even they looked at that and said, and "Like, let's just well, bump we that. can't change the engine, but we can oh change God. the model a little bit to make then it a bit let's easier." Bump that model out the a ice bit. room. Oh my God, <laughs> the ice room just reminded me of. Okay, going back to you, remember that 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 pipe that was complete bullshit. So yeah. that was another um, game restarter for me. I, I got when I got in that pipe when you go in the room. Yeah. You don't have a way of knowing this, but that room gets heated up. So if you're yeah, still yeah, you in die. there, you're still <laughs> so I got in there and I thought, thank God, I finally am at the spot. And so I quick saved in there. And yeah. little did I know, I quick saved about five frames before the heat comes on. So like I basically just killed myself because like I'm like, oh, let me look around here. And then, oh, that's another thing. There's things where like you have to blow up the object, and which again, yeah. you have no yeah. way of knowing, but you got to blow it up. But, oh, also. Not only do you blow this object up, but when you do, you will die if you were in line of sight when it blows up. Like they did in the first level. They, yeah, there, there was there was a little thing on the first level where like if you're in the hallway, yeah. you have to duck in the other room or you just die like instantly. Right. <laughs> like, so what? on the on the GameCube version, they got to the point where it's like well, I'm playing for this for a podcast and I want to see as much as possible. So I ended up sticking a cheat in to be like unlimited health and unlimited ammo. And so for the most part, like a lot of that bullshit stuff, it was like, ah, easy. I don't have to worry about that. (laughs) But then that bit me in the ass twice. One which was I fell off a platform and into lava because I couldn't die. I had to do a hard reset. And then the second one was, I think you mentioned it earlier, but when you fight Dasan, you're meant to lose because it's like, well, it's the Uh, Call of Duty moment of like, are you meant to die here to learn a lesson? And I was (laughs) like, 10 minutes just being like... (laughs) Like, finally, the cog in my head turned, and I went, oh, I think I know what they're doing here. Okay, let's, uh... Let's oh, turn that on. Let's turn the cheat off. Redo the level. Let's turn it back on. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. I miss... Right. I, I miss... I miss... Also, also games, actually, so, Kevin, you, you only... So, you got... You saw Jan get, like, the... Where, where they make you believe that she got fridged. Uh, but actually, she's oh, not. Oh, she's dead. not actually. Oh, okay. No, she's not. Enough, you save her at the end. Okay. Yeah, no, she's she's alive. 
Okay. There, there's many very awkward uh, animated makeout scenes with with Jan after. <laughs> oh <laughs> no! It's 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 real heavy rain. Barbie and Ken on top of each other. But yeah, yeah, you don't find out she's alive until like near the very end. I, I think uh, you, you, you find out after your first major um, lightsaber duel with like his the the sidekick who's with us on. You fight her, which yeah. is a really hard fight. And that's where she reveals that, like, you don't know if she's lying or not at first, but, like, that's where she reveals, like, oh, yeah, Jan's actually alive. Like, we can't kill her because she's one of the only people who knows. It's like, you know, we'd be taking too much of a gamble if we did for real. Oh, where the Valley of the Jedi is, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, but, yeah, so this is fake, like, um, oh, my God. But, oh, uh, one of the other levels, did you, the level, I think this is, yeah, just before you get your lightsaber, uh, Mm -hmm. so I think it's just before the Dasan thing. That level with the ATSDs yeah. was such bold. Like the the part oh. where you have to blow up the ion cannons because mm-hmm. you had to. There's a, there's an ATSD that's like yeah. sitting at the door, and he fires instantly, and and the the cannons, the turrets die in like two hits, and you die yeah, if yeah. you're in them. So like you have to like, I. I beat that level with like ten hit points left, just quick saving. Like no, constantly. yeah, I, I was like, I think I had, I, I had somehow I had six health and two two shields somehow. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! It was it was it was specifically the last AT, ATST. So like, yeah, the other ones were bad. For some reason, it it can track you perfectly, even yes. though you're out of line of sight. Like it knows where you are on the platform. Like well, I'm just gonna scooch all yeah. the way to the back wall, and, and run you also back and can't forth. run around it. Like I thought, like oh maybe no. you can run around it and like shoot at it. But it, like, like most you. of your weapons are like I think it's invulnerable that all your weapons. And, and if you turrets, do that, yeah. even later yeah. with the lightsaber and stuff, um, it's still tricky because. It has a huge hit radius that'll just kill you if it touches you at all when it's walking, and it yeah. it, it doesn't like get confused where you are at all. Like it, it just walks perfectly into you. So like there's no yeah, way yeah. The, to like stay out the of hurt box. Of it. The hurt box on the <laughs> ATSTs is just like it. It would be um, in a fighting game. It would be real bullshit with its footsies. You know, it's yeah. not. <laughs> oh my god! I think I don't think any of us love the. I think it's one of those games where I've said about a few things where it's like. I love everything about it apart from actually playing it because like, this is like, yeah, this is like, it. like I can sort of see how people like back in the day would be like, Oh, this is the best star Wars game. Cause I think, especially compared to like the SNES ones, which, which is like right. really difficult and just not particularly fun. But then you had like stuff like X-Wing or whatever, which I guess that's a flight since is very different, but I guess right. in regards to like an actual Jedi action game, this is like, People didn't yeah. know how good they were going to have it. It's they like, didn't have Force Unleashed or you know Fallen Order yet, and stuff. And like that's that. what's tough is like I, I think I like the the parts that are good in this game. I think I do like more than almost any other Star Wars game I played. Like the, yeah. the, the 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 most of the stuff after the once you get past that bullshit first lightsaber level with the snipers, most of the levels until near the very end of the game. Actually, near the end of the game becomes bullshit again, which is amazing to me. Mm. Like I don't know why, what they were thinking. Like. Because near the end, you're in the swamp level, and there's there's troopers who are in the swamp. And hey, you know what's really fun? When you fall in the water, your lightsaber goes out, so you can't yeah. you can't hit the guy. It's like what the hell? But but most of the game, like yeah, they even have cool buttons later. Like there are, there are stages yeah. where there are, you get to play with the airlocks, so you can sneak. You have there are levels you have to actually sneak around. Which I, I actually I didn't love the stealth part that much, but like sure. you have to do the mind trick, and 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 you can get really creative with some of that, and then. You um, 
yeah, you get to like open airlocks and watch like millions of stormtroopers get flown out airlocks and like play with the controls and like they get really creative. Like there's yeah, like like half of the game is amazing. Like just absolutely amazing. And every now and then again, you just you hit this brick wall where it's like, what the hell is I this? Like, I think it's the times when it feels like a Quake game or like a game, it's shit because it reminds you, oh, this is like, <laughs> though you can, but then the best where it's just like super smooth and feels like Star Wars, it's a great Star Wars game because it like puts yeah. you in the, I mean, I think Academy does it like, Academy goes the next step of you get to make your own Jedi. So it's like, yeah, right. I'm fully in this world. But like in this, because you have Kyle Katana, it kind of feels like, oh, this is my guy. This is like how I get in. And like, right. this is like, I think this is, like, one of the first Star Wars games where it is, like, it isn't recreating stuff from the movies, but it's sort of, like, building on where they would go, to the extent of, like... Yeah, that's true. Obviously, you meet Luke in it. It's not Mark Hamill's voice, though. It's a, um... Yeah, Luke died for I, me. I, I lost the mission once because you, you get to fight lightsaber uh, with Luke against other people, yeah. and he died on me uh, in the fight, oh, so I lost. <laughs> Changing history. <laughs> So you uh, get so you get Luke, but more excitingly, who do you get to hang out with? Well, the only character that would make sense for a guy like Kyle Katan, which is uh, Lando Carizin, played by. Uh, yes. They got him in. They gave him twenty but twenty bucks for his lunch. Billy D. Williams. Billy D. You get a <laughs> lot of Billy D. Williams in Jedi Outcasts. You get they they. I'm sure basically they got Billy D's like uh all right you get one day. <laughs> And they just like got him in a booth. And I they, think we probably. They, I bet if Bailey do you leave if you ask me, it's just like I'll be there for two if you want. Do you want me to? I, I can. I can make cups of tea in the office if you want. Do I can you want me stay. to work on the yeah, or I anything? Can, I can. I could be the main character if you want. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to make it about Calgary. You can make it about Lando. What if you Lando? Make it about Lando. Wouldn't that be cool? Um, and I think I have to say uh, the the best Star Wars game that came out uh, to me. And that in that in that uh, time period though was X Wing Alliance. If mm. you X Wing Alliance was so good, it was it was like it was, it was basically a sequel. One. It's sequel to the X Wing series came out after X Wing versus Tie Fighter, which was basically X Wing versus Tie Fighter was a multiplayer. Yeah, X Wing versus Tie Fighter was like kind a of multiplayer my arena thing that got me yeah. in the internet almost like super fully, anyways. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I played a lot of X-Wing versus TIE Fighter because I I, I, I did a lot of, uh, uh, that was my thing, was was uh, oh, flight, yeah. sim, multi, flight Sim multiplayer. Um, but X-Wing Alliance also had uh, multiplayer. Okay. Um, it's just, it just never reached the heights. But X-Wing Alliance had a great single player campaign. Okay. Um, and that's the difference, yeah. Nice. Well, do you say that's your favorite Star Wars game, X-Wing Alliance? Uh... Maybe I'd say for nostalgia's sake, it's probably going to be Tie Fighter. Um, yeah, the original X Wing or Tie Fighter. X-Wing yeah, the original Alliance are really good. X Wing Alliance does a lot of great stuff uh, in in the vein of those two. Um, and you know, it's amazing is a lot of the stuff that you see in X Wing Alliance. I think uh, they end up reusing later in in the new canon. In like, uh, yeah. star, uh, they use like the Tide Defender, I think was yeah. yep. uh, came from X Wing Alliance. It has been I think like it was in Tie Fighter. Resurfaced. Yeah, it was, was it in Tie Fighter? Fighter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Tie Fighter introduced the, a lot actually. Yeah, the 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 Tide Defender. Um, that was a great ship. Is interesting. Yeah, uh, it was a great ship. Overpowered. Oh, super <laughs> overpowered. Yeah. 
<laughs> what about you, Willow? Are you kind of on that? Is like your favorite Star Wars stuff? Is that like the flight simmy stuff? It'd be hard to pick between everything. Yeah. I think I, I definitely. I also remember loving. Uh, I think Rogue Squadron from the '64. Oh yeah, was on the game. really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being a just re- they, they just did a good job of like redoing a lot of the moments in the in the movies. Yeah. Um, this one would be up there as far again. Like, there's just if I could if I could check out just the the lightsaber parts. Like, as I mean, like this game was so weird because like I'm glad I pushed through a little bit because like there's some amazing highs in there that are really unique yeah. that I think. And I remember liking Academy, um, the lightsaber stuff on that too. And like, and I I, did, I do remember liking the Dark Forces quite a bit. I don't think I mm. remember them as fondly as like the X Wing Tie Fighter and X Wing versus Tie Fighter. Those are definitely like my that was like how I, I basically started. Like we got a PC. Hell, I, I remember getting a uh, X-Men versus TIE Fighter. Like we had like a fancy computer because we got like a P90. So like 90 yeah. megahertz was like the shit back then. That was like a big deal. It was. Uh, I remember, I remember, you know, when my friend got a, got a, a P90, <laughs> I was like, oh my God. But like, but yeah, those, those are hard to beat just because of like, I, I miss the flight sims, I think in general. Like I think I miss having the, yeah. I think the joystick accessory was just a lot of fun. Like there's something, you know, it's more visceral, I guess. And there's something about that, that like I do really miss, even though I still enjoy playing on a controller now, uh, some stuff like that. Like, I think mm. I, I played a little bit of the, um, was it squadrons? Yeah. I played yeah, a little bit of that. One. And that definitely felt like they, they captured how the old flight sims felt. It felt like they just literally just were like, you know, we're just going to build on that. Cause that worked really well. Um, right. I didn't feel like they did mm. a lot new in that, to be honest with you. They just felt like they just made it work on controllers. Good. Yeah, there's um, and there's not a whole lot that they need to do. That's the thing. That yeah. was the beautiful well, yeah. thing about X Wing and Tie Fighter is that like they kind of it's like they really got it first it. try. Yeah, it's like, like they kind of nailed it. It's like you got you got to manage. You have three resources to manage. You can, um, or if you're flying a Tie Fighter too, uh, <laughs> uh, your your speed and your cannons, um, or your speed cannons and shields, and uh, otherwise, you know. Here's your objectives. Go for it. Yeah, and it it kept like a nice balance of like the awkwardness of realistic flying, where like you want to you want to change you want to lower your speed as you turn and things like that um, right. to get better general. But like, so it had aspects that were for like real flying, uh, but made it interesting. Yeah, and like you said, yeah, the resource management really is an interesting twist that you don't really see with anything else in that genre, and it that worked really well. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just. They just were done really well. Uh, an X-Men versus TIE Fighter for me, I, I got into like a, a, we would use that. Like, so I was part of like this custom website online where essentially we had guilds and you would buy, basically you were playing like a um, a war game where like people, the guilds owned planets and you, we actually had real money in that and, and bought stuff. And then we would, we had a custom map thing that we could make custom maps in X-Men versus TIE Fighter. And so when a battle would happen, you would actually play it out in the game. Um which is really cool. No, that's awesome. So like, that's awesome. So I definitely, definitely finally think of all those. It's like, they're definitely my yeah. favorite. Um, there's some other good places, but those are definitely way up there. Yeah. I was thinking of this and I don't know, maybe I might dig into this a bit more with Academy because I think that might fit my thesis a little bit better. Cause it is more about kind of player creation stuff. But Star Wars, I just think as a franchise is like, so well, like such a good fit for video game stuff. Like not yeah. just yeah. on the fact that it's like, there's so many elements. Well, I mean, I guess technically they're war films anyway, so you have, like, on the ground, you have, like, infiltration stuff, and then you have, like, the big vehicle stuff, which fits well with games, because, yeah, you have TIE Fire, which is obviously the flights and stuff, then you have, like, the adventure game stuff, like, you know, Jedi Knight and, you know, Jedi Outcast. 
but even then, like you can do racing games with it. There's what's this? Hey, but the then pod also, racing like, game is that, good. Yeah. yeah, the way that like the tech has evolved in games as well with like physics systems and stuff. People always go, oh, well now I can do like force powers. Like you can pick and pick up people and throw people and stuff. And then like the Wii comes out and they go, oh, it's a big one. That's lightsaber. When are we gonna have a really good lightsaber game for that? And yeah. So. Yeah, I haven't tried. Like, I haven't tried the VR ones. Um, they yeah. made it okay. I, I haven't tried them out. I've been meaning to try one out at some point. Squadrons yeah. uh, is the only one that I've tried, and it is really like you do get the kind of visceral feeling of, oh wow, I am like in a ship. This feels like really good. The new Battlefronts aren't bad either, even though they are like, if it ain't broke, like it is right. literally just Battlefield in a Star Wars skin, which is like, I mean, that feels works. pretty great though. Yeah. No, and like obviously it has the thing of like it's dice, it's the you know the frost engine, and it's like oh we can have this stuff look photo real. Oh we can literally just scan the props from the film, so it's like it looks like one of the and it's like this is great. Like, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think it's one of those, and especially with like Jedi Outcast, kind of even though it's coming out while the prequels are coming out, like all these kind of games and stuff do nicely fill the gaps of like you know when there aren't films and kind of. You know, just sort of expanding the Star Wars stuff a little bit more, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah no, it 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 did a good. It's it it's it does a good job, and I think I think one of the things that it bums me out like there's a lot of there. I thought there was a lot of you know garbage in the old expanded universe. There's some yeah. really great stuff. There's some really great stuff. Don't get me wrong, but there's also right. a lot of garbage. Oh yeah, I, and I feel like I feel like what what Lucasfilm has done since then. Um, for a while, I thought they just threw the baby out with the bathwater, and now I'm kind of seeing that they're actually like, no, we're actually keeping old expanded universe stuff that yeah. kind of passes muster. So that's why you're getting Thrawn back. That's why you're getting like right. all these. They're slowly the, the the dark troopers. They're slowly like filtering in Clone Wars. Um, yeah, some of those old the old expanded universe things that that kind of make the cut, so to speak. <laughs> It's, it's a bit more of a curated experience, which obviously I can see it both ways. On the one hand, well, that's sort of taking it away from the fans, which just made itself as what it is. But then on the other hand, well, it's a it's yeah. still a media empire, and it's something that you know does have to be kind of kept neat because otherwise, it's just right. You know, goes up. But exactly. I think technically the Jedi Outcast games are not part of the canon anymore. Like no, they Kyle are not. Kyle's they not cannot. Yeah, there's no way they can. Kyle Katarn is not a not a person anymore. In, in um, the in the eyes Very of Kathleen Kennedy, Kathleen Kennedy personally executed him. <laughs> it's because they both have um, they both have the Stanley naming thing of having uh, na- uh, alliterative names. There, and they there both can only have- be one Kaka. Yeah, yeah, they, they can only be one KK. Exactly, and it's Kathleen Kennedy. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, is there any any last thoughts about Jedi Outcasts? I don't yeah. know. Like, I feel like we've been we've certainly been meaner about it than people who reviewed it. Because again, like game trailers call it the best, you know, right. the the best one of all time. Yeah, uh, and that's why I feel so conflicted on it. Because like I said, I, I I simultaneously absolutely hate this game, but I really do love like a lot of like. There was also like there's a lot of little details that surprised me. Like there are there are times where you can hear um if you wait, you can hear like whole scripted conversations between troopers and officers. Like they're actually oh, quite yeah. funny and good. Like there's a lot of little details. There's even one where um I, I did a force pull and like knocked a pulled a trooper off like a ledge and Kyle like it only did it once, but like he made a random line like, 
you know, did you have a nice trip or something? Like he, he made a joke <laughs> relative to what I did. And I was like, that's, that's fantastic. Like there's, there's these little moments. Um, like, like, okay, one, uh, when you, when you face, when you see ATSTs like the first time in the game, if you, if you, in the hangar, if you jump on them, I, I jumped on them and tried to hit E and he actually has a line and he says, I don't think there's any way I can get in that right now. And yeah. so it is funny because this actually pays off one of the last levels in the game. You get to go on ATSTs and just walk around and blow everything up. Um, yeah. It's one of the few times where like you're kind of shooting stuff again and, and they, they make you like jump out sometimes the do your Jedi thing to get rid of snipers and stuff. And like, that's a, it, it was a frustrating level, but a, a really fun idea of like, you're, you're using the advantage of a Jedi, but then you also get to play with the, the ATSD right. now finally. And I yeah. don't know. They, so they have all these little moments that work so well. And I don't know if it's just, they're throwing everything at the, cause, and I think that's what yeah. it is. It's like, they're throwing stuff at the wall. You know, going back to the, the point and click analogies is really good where it's like, sometimes this ridiculous thing happens, but like, there's no consistent, um, through line to communicate stuff to you. So like, um, yeah, like, not only the buttons, but like there are things where like, okay, you know, early on you find out like that one room, like, oh, it turns red means it's hot in here. You'll die. Don't go in a red room. But then like two levels later, there's a compactor and it's always red in there. So I didn't go in figuring, oh, I must have to turn something off first because I'll die if I run in the red room. And no, you have to actually run through that anyways and go yeah. to the other side. Um, and like there's things like that. Yeah. Or, like, oh, oh, one of the ones that really pissed me off was like when you have four speed. Do you do you remember? Did you get to? The, there's this room that's like a giant um, cylinder, and on the ground are these little electric things, and they're mm-hmm. pulsing. And so I thought, oh, I'm gonna four speed and run over the 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 side when they dim, so the power's not there. And no, 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 you don't do that. You just die. Um, yeah. What you're supposed to do is there's like these moving platforms that you have no way of noticing at first that are just kind of randomly around. And when they connect with your level, it creates a grid of red beams on the circle you're on. And that to me, I thought, Oh, that's when it's powered on or something. Cause you know, I don't see a grid of red beams and think that that's something you walk on. It looks like something that kills you, but no, True. you're supposed to force speed and run across the grid. And then, and then you get in the platform right up to the next level and you have to keep doing this to go all the way up. And so there's, there's this consistent through line of like mixed messages of like, what the hell? Yeah. Or like the fake wall thing I mentioned earlier, where it's like, Oh yeah, here's yeah. a random fake wall. But next time if you take the fake wall, we'll punish you for it. And it's like, right. what the hell? Just so yeah, I, I don't know. It just, it felt like they just did a bunch of stuff. And so when it worked, it worked like amazing. Um, and so yeah. you have these really high moments, but then like when it didn't work, it was just like, what, what what the hell is this? Like why? Like, yeah, what's going it's on, awkward. Dude? Yeah, like like making the the boss battles like um you know puzzles kind of thing where it's like th- this is not really yeah. uh a fun like I don't know so, but, so, but there are, yeah. yeah there's such moments where it's like god damn like like okay another good example would be like um when your force powers level up like oh my god like it feels so funny the things you can end up doing like uh. Like those annoying the, the the swamp level where the guys were hitting the thing. What I ended up finding is the easiest solution for them because you, you can't even like force pull them half the time because they're like they're covered, but you can mind trick them so they'll run out to help you. Um, and so like I would mind trick them and let them f- fight for me and then just kill them <laughs> because the mind trick only lasts so long. And like that was the most effective way. But like you, you, yeah, so it's, it works. Yeah, uh, or uh, like um, God force grip. When your force grip gets all yeah. the way up, it's it's such a useless power uh, in the beginning, but at the highest level, 
you can actually move the character around. So you can use them as a shield or just slam them. You can actually <laughs> slam them into walls to kill them. And so, like, every now and then, you can get lucky and get an opening. Like, normally the other Jedi will stop your Force powers. But you, it's actually worth it to try because every now and then you'll get an opening. And so, like, if you could get the Force grip off, you could just instantly kill them by, like, slamming into shit real quick. <laughs> like, <laughs> because amazing. the fights were so... Like, so, I don't know. There's all these, like... I kind of want to gush about, like, the Force stuff and the, and the yeah. lightsaber stuff. But, like, yeah. the game is so... Design broken to, on, on yeah, so many other ways. It's inconsistent. Like, I would it's say hard, it's hard to separate that stuff my, out. Yeah. My final thought uh, on the game is uh, uh, Bad Doors, 6 out of 10. God. I, I literally think Doors killed me more than most things in the game. Like, I'm not even... Just, just, just as a reminder, Kevin, you've given it a 6 out of 10, but Metacritic has got it at nearly a 9 out of 10. Uh, oh, uh, well, oh. I'm, I'm going to say five out of ten then, because that's... Oh, wow, that's not, okay. Wow. I forgot. Six out, of t- six out of ten. Bad doors, bad elevators, six out of ten. <laughs> I, I got to mention the bullshit traps. Oh, my God. D- James, did you get to any of the, the mine traps? I think The I, trip mines? So, I think, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the trip mines fucking suck. So, so, okay. <laughs> the trip mines are so shit. <laughs> So there's two points in the game. Like the the chip mines suck in general. Like there's a couple parts where yeah. uh, one of them you have to like defend a droid, and I I, I thought it was bullshit, but I, I'll, I'll get I'll give that one I'll let that one slide because to be fair, I think you're not supposed to fight all the guys. You're supposed to like four speed, but you have to shoot down all the chip mines because you have to the droids trying to walk through them, and so like if he gets yes. blown up, you lose. <laughs> so that one kind of works, but then later there's a part where there's a bridge, and now the trip mines are not on, and this is where it's bullshit. You're walking across a bridge and all of a sudden, like 20 trip mines get turned on on the bridge you're standing on. So if you're running across it at like normal speed, you just instantly die. Um, And then they do another one where uh, they'll randomly do these gotchas like, hey, you thought this thing's been safe the whole game. Well, guess what? Every now and then. So like there's, there's one where you get on an elevator and when the elevator goes up. You get this panic moment where all of a sudden you see like five trip, trip mine lasers going across. So up the, as the elevator goes up, you cross trip mines. And you just, so if you're not looking up and ready to shoot things as the elevator goes up in this one elevator in the whole game, you just die. Like where you just, you just come up and the trip, like, like they start throwing in these random like <laughs> things where it's like, it, it's like the only time you use your gun is to basically fire random lobs of explosives to blow other sh- like traps up and yeah. shit. They're just randomly yeah. thrown about. Like Raven Suffer are really bad at like, <laughs> if there's one thing that's consistent across all their games is that they're big fans of like asshole traps of <laughs> somebody appeared behind you. You didn't know. Oh, this roof's <laughs> just gonna come down! <laughs> got ya! And it's like we got you. Like, it's 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 designed around like for people who've like already played it once to watch somebody else play it and go, "Hmm, what are you gonna do here? Let's find you know." That's a like, great. It's crap. You know that that design method. Maybe that would have worked out for them in, like the the Twitch years. You know, of like, oh, yeah, wait till you get oh, to maybe, this part. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> it's designed for for, and, uh, for playing it. playing them and just screaming because of person yeah. behind. It's him. designed for being at your friend's house and watching them play it for the first time. Then like you've already yeah. played and it. Then you you're, play, and then you're you sitting, play it after them and go. I you're sitting on the couch. You're sitting on the couch yeah. watching them. Like just how they're going to react to some of these bullshit moments. I know. There's so many. Uh, so many like I, I keep randomly thinking of other bullshit ones. Like there's another one where you you go up a tower and there's like these little half windows, and you're mm. supposed to apparently just know to crawl through one of them 
Like most of them are closed, oh, but there's one yeah. that's open and you have to crawl and and walk through it. And then there's like a ledge outside to get up. Or like there's, a, I don't know, there's a bunch of moments where like I literally just ran around like the whole level and then had to look up a guide and be like, oh, uh, it was actually like, I, I guess I'll give them that. It, uh, for most of the levels, it's it's a straight line. So like you don't normally need to cycle back. Um, yeah. so you just, if you get stuck, you need to like beat your head on the wall in the room you're in and you'll, you'll find something probably, uh, yeah, but yeah. Oh man. Yeah, it's kind of bad as it is to say, I think like, especially for a Star Wars game, making it more linear, I think just kind of making it a delivery method for like cool set pieces and arenas and stuff. That's more the way to go rather than being like this old fashioned. Cause I think I may have said this on the soldier fortune episode but like this feels like a throwback to hexen and heretic more so than soldier fortune which just feels like like it almost feels like prototype like a new fps but like it isn't quite fully yeah yeah i could see that and it's it's weird because there are levels and i think you know i think that's what's so jarring is i think that like there are pieces of the levels where it's set up more like a set piece and those are so you have these moments that feel pretty good, uh, and then you you hit another. It feels like you hit a wall because you, you hit another area like this where it's like, what what the hell is happening again? Like everything, and it's almost more jarring because it when it does pick up and you have those moments, it's like really good. And so then you're yeah. like, oh cool, I'm past the the shitty part now. Uh, it's gonna be good. And then like you hit another area, and you're like oh god damn it, like not this again, like. Uh, you know, random but, laser killing me from like nowhere or something. <laughs> but sometimes you might be stuck walking around, but you know, there'll be acute droids, and you'll go, "Oh, this is a Star Wars game. There's a little droid on the floor. This is great." Oh, and there's the and the John Williams soundtracks is just going absolutely mental while I'm walking around <laughs> for half an hour trying to figure out where, where the way ahead yeah, is. Yeah, sometimes a cue switch, and I'll be like, "Wait, did I? Am I am I stumbling on yeah, something? Yeah, did I? Did I do something? <laughs> like, what am I doing?" <laughs> Um, I guess kind of as a final point then, because, like, something we try and do when talking about these shooters is, like, well, like, kind of what are they going up against? And we sort of mentioned earlier that, obviously, this comes out after Half-Life 1, but it feels so much like a throwback to kind of Quake and stuff. And I think it's something that, like, Raven kind of gets a little bit in Academy, that we'll sort of dip into that when we talk about it. But, like, as they get on, they kind of realize, oh, the tides are changing and we need to change with it. Because, like, this comes out March 2002, and, like, 2002 in general is sort of the year where we start to see kind of a lot of, like, the shooter kind of evolve more, especially on console, because this is the year after Halo Combat evolved, which is kind of set the template for where you should be going, but people are still kind of going off. So, like, what we got out? So we got 007 Nightfire is out this year, which is, like, another... That's, like, the most contemporary FPS James Bond game. And again, much like Star Wars, I think Bond is a really good fit for video games, not as much as Star Wars in regards to you building technology around making a really good Star Wars game. It's just more Bond's a pretty good fit for it. Yeah, um, Medal of Honor, uh, Allied Assault, which a lot of people, they kind of consider that like the best of the uh, Medal of Honor games. You know, it's the okay. third in the series. They've got their feet in the door at this point. This is the last one, which is done by 2015 with their original staff, which would then, like the next year, they're at Activision doing the first Call of Duty game. So, huh. pretty cool stuff. Um, also, yeah. along with that, uh, Battlefield 1942, the first... 
in the Battlefield series, and another a lot, of, a lot of World War II shooters drafting off of the success of Band of Brothers. Yeah, well, Band of Brothers and the original um, uh, Medal of Honor, like yeah, on Medal the PlayStation Honor. on the PC, is just such a mega like, and obviously it's the Spielberg touch as well. But right, that was also yeah. around. I feel like flight sims were yeah. shifting and going out around that. Like, I think what was there, was free space around then. I think I, I remember think playing that in college. So yeah. Uh, that, I think that was one of the I last t- things I used a joystick with. So, somewhere around there. Uh, yeah. 2002, we get two like absolute bangers in regards to FPS games. One which is Time Splitters 2, which we will be talking about on this podcast at some point, but I'm a big fan of that game. I call it the Crash Bandicoot 2 of FPS games, and I'll explain that why that is when we get to <laughs> I know. And then the other, Metroid Prime. Literally, oh, the first oh, right. Metro Pride game comes out the same year as uh, Jedi Outcast. A game which, I mean, eventually, I guess they would kind of combine the seas together with Fallen Order, which sort of has a bit of a Metroidvania style like progression yeah. system to it. But uh, Metro Pride, great game. And it's made yeah, by like um, uh, it's uh, Retro Studios, who are all ex uh, Midway Austin guys who had done um, Turk, which. That is a game which is an FPS and actually has good platforming, yeah. unlike Jedi Outcast. That <laughs> Jedi Outcast. I meant to I meant to look, look this up more, but I guess worth noting. Mm. So when I was looking up some stuff on this, there was a point where something happened with Raven, and they released all the code for Outcast to the yep. public, but then yeah. they realized that they had some proprietary stuff in it and ended up like taking it down again later or something. Um, so yeah, you, what you're referring to is that when the Disney buyout happened, they ba- well, it's also a thing with the um, the Quake Engine stuff is that like Karma basically said that after a few years you release it, yeah, open source, yeah. But it was full of Lucas Arts, Lucasfilm, Star Wars stuff, and they were like, oh no, actually we have to pull that back. <laughs> Academy's a more interesting case for that because they basically released that with like full modding tools and let people go ham with it, which is where we got. Nice. Um, well, Jedi Outcast is where we get movie battles, which then they improve in Jedi Academy with movie battles too, and it's just such a great little mode in that. But uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't touch on that. Yeah, the slow mo deaths. Um, oh yeah, I, they really humiliate you in this game. Uh, where like every time you die, it, again, it, it oh, made it at least motion. it made it kind of funny because you 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 get to watch Cal like do some sort of weird flip in slow motion or something mm. and fall to his death or get burnt or like. Uh, so the um willow the thing you mentioned is still um they it is out there on github still uh open jk is still okay. a thing on on github which is a um it's a community effort to maintain and improve jedi academy and jedi outcast released by raven software and the last commit to it was 15 days ago God damn. Um, i believe they are in the that's, midst that's of like cool. just doing like a modern like kind of giving it all bills and whistles of like yeah i I gotta say if if they took this game and like polished out the stuff so it's more like oh yeah like yeah you you could you could actually have like a a really good game so uh yeah oh 100 percent. it's definitely i agree i agree now willow and also kevin we're gonna play a little game but not like saw this will be a good one uh, this is very much inspired by the uh, podcast blind check. We're going to do um, going to do the box office game, but not for um, not so much for a box office, but for what the best selling video games were at the time. Now, 
I would use VG charts for this, as we have done previously. However, it only goes up to 2004 uh, in regards <laughs> to uh, when its uh, charts go back to. So for this one, we'll be using Wikipedia. And basically, I'll be asking what the top five best-selling games were of 2002. As a heads up, the only number that I could find on Jedi Outcast was that it sold 390,000 copies in the United States as of 2006. And I believe, according to um, Edge, it was the 21st best-selling game in the in the UK at the time, which is pretty good. Yeah, but okay. um, uh, basically, I'll be asking, um, you know, who were its contemporaries and who were who were the top five best-selling games of the year? So we'll go with number one. Still a long-running franchise. Hasn't had a game in a while. If anything, they keep... The last game that they had, which came out nearly 10 years ago, they keep releasing it. Uh, I mean, Warcraft 3 was, I want to say, a year or two later. Was it? That wasn't 2002, was it? No, that was... Uh, yeah, I think that was... Two, I think that was like well, because World of Warcraft's 04, 04. And then I think, yeah, Frozen Thrones 03. So it would have been the year before. Oh no, Frozen Frame was 2002. They so keep it so it's something they keep releasing and they've been yeah. since 10 years ago or the most recent uh oh 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 GTA 3. It is a GTA, but Oh. Uh oh, that was, you're in the GTA 2? Was that GTA 2 then? I remember playing one no, of them. No, it, it's not GTA 2. Round is the same year as GTA 3. Ah. Uh. But it's not GTA. Oh, no, it is GTA. Oh, okay. oh San Andreas? You, you've named the two of them, but not the one. <laughs> Vice City? GTA Vice City. Okay. Uh, okay. Right. Best-selling yeah, yeah. game of 2002 was Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Ah, of course. Wow. Now, game number two, it is a sports franchise. Uh, oh, okay. Well, I mean, I feel like this uh, FIFA. It is FIFA, but which year? Okay, so if it was released in two thousand two, that would be FIFA 03. You would think, or FIFA. I think that I guess. numbering and that can be weird. Is it like two thousand four or something? Like they do? Is it like way ahead? Is... I'm trying to remember now. Two thousand one FIFA one. <laughs> oh wow! It's the, it's the one you haven't said yet. FIFA two? Is it really just two thousand and two? FIFA World Cup oh, is the number two. Best I, thought you were, I thought you were. I thought you were fucking with us. Yeah, I That's thought it was like, like, <laughs> like car numbers or something. Years, you know, it's, it's FIFA two thousand two, which I guess makes sense. Maybe the one that came out the year before would be the best selling gun because it's had longer to sell. I guess. Yeah. I yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Game number three. Another very long-running franchise, and the clue I will give is that it's the it's a it's a Game Boy Advance game. Oof. Uh, oof. Uh, is that a long-running franchise Game Boy Advance game? Two thousand two, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. No, no Final Fantasy Tactics events. No, Tactics, I feel like, is probably a little niche for the... I'm, I'm going to go with like a, a Zelda, maybe? So I didn't play the Not game. Not a like Zelda. Ah. Hmm. Is it Nintendo First Party? 
Arguable. Arguable. Okay. So that means it could be like a second party, like. Yeah, I don't quite know what they're classified as, but I know, it's, but it is Nintendo published. Is it? Okay. Uh, is it? Is it one of the Pokemans? It Ooh, might be one of the Pokemans, but I but don't which... know. The I can't. Oh I'm, God! Yeah, I don't. Um, I was already too silver? old for Pokemon <laughs> when the first one came out. Really. So I. It's, it's not. It's not silver and gold, but it's the one that came after silver and gold. Uh, 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 cashmere and lace. I mean, I'm going to be yeah, naming uh, off like random, cash- random gems, did, did, emeralds, uh, uh, diamond. <laughs> diamond. Emerald, emerald is um, emerald is part of the series. Emerald is the third game. Okay, it's lucky Super charms. Yeah, I would have to look up a list. I haven't of played. Pokemon yeah, I haven't games. played any of the the, the Pokemon back then. Oh, oh man, um, I'm trying to think of like clues I can give for what the gems. Uh, uh, is it definitely a I mean, gem, one is, or is it a color? Oh yeah, they are definitely they are definitely fine gems. Yeah, sapphire. Sapphire is one of them. What's okay. the other? <laughs> God. Uh, what is sapphire... the opposite color of a sapphire? Well, sapphires are red, right? Are they? I mean, they are can they be a blue? lot of colors. I think technically, no, they're blue. I think sapphires right? can be a lot of colors, but they are usually a. <laughs> they are usually a rubies. Uh, rubies. Is it rubies? Rubies. Sapphire so it is and ruby? Pokemon, ruby, and sapphire. All right, yeah, so uh, Naming the uh, random gemstones. Yeah. Or is that <laughs> ruby. Is it quartz? Game number four <laughs> is another sports franchise. Madden. Yes. Yeah, it's gotta what be. year? <laughs> All right. Madden 2002. No, this one they did actually. <laughs> Madden uh, 2003. Madden 2003. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna okay. say that's what I was guessing before. It's like it's like cars, you know. They they release them. Yeah, yeah, in the, future. Yeah. the Madden franchise is always na- uh, numbered a year after that that it's that it comes out. And game number five. This is a good one. This will be this will be a fun one to figure out. And the oh, only God. clue I'll give is is that you mentioned a franchise earlier, which this game could be considered a spinoff from. Spinoff from. 2000, think of this, 2002, it's the first year of the sixth generation of the PS2. You know, PS2's been out for a year, GameCube and the Xbox, that's just coming out. What big games have we got? So we mentioned Final Fantasy, I mentioned Zelda. We have mentioned Final Fantasy, yes. You you also mentioned Crash Bandicoot earlier. Uh, that's, that's true, true. That we counts. did mention Crash that's Bandicoot. Yeah. I will get, I will say Crash Bandicoot isn't the spe- isn't what this is a spin-off though, unfortunately. Okay. Okay. I wish unfortunately. it was though. So what was the spin-off yes. on Final Fantasies around then? Um yeah. There was a weird fighting game I played around then, but I don't remember what that was called. Is it is it is it uh X2? It's not X2, no. When I say franchise, I mean like a when I say spin-off, I mean kind of like a franchise spin-off, not like a spin-off to one of the main title games. This is like yeah. something that has Final Fantasy in it, but it's Got not it. a Final Fantasy game. Mm. It's not mm. the fighting game, is it? It's not it, guys. Okay, no. I, I remember there being a... Okay. Alright, Final Fantasy... Um, the audience is screaming at what, us right now. What platform Maybe. is this on? Do we get a platform? This is, I will say... I would say this has gone to other platforms, but this is a PS2 exclusive. It has since come to other platforms. It was a PS2 exclusive at the start. I will give, with, you a, wait, I'll give you a... This wasn't Final e- Fantasy XI, was it? 
this wasn't Final Fantasy XI. Because that was also you an East- around there. Okay. I think so, yeah. I'll give you an esoteric clue. Somewhat related to Star Wars that we've been talking about today. And I say somewhat because it only becomes related to Star Wars much later on. Oh, okay. What? <laughs> I'm more confused now, I think. <laughs> I think that um, it becomes related to Star Wars much later on, but it is a Final Kingdom Fantasy. Hearts? Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts. Jesus Christ. Kingdom Hearts kind of becomes related to Star Wars yeah. because Star Wars yep. gets bought by Disney. Yep. Disney, and it's a Disney Square Enix. Was, was that the first Kingdom Hearts? It's the first Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, that's the first one. Okay. Where they yeah, jam, that was a good one. Where they jam the worlds of the Magic Kingdom and Final Fantasy together. Together. To, I, was gonna, I was going to give a clue that I was going to say it's <laughs> arguable that it is Final Fantasy, but Final Fantasy characters are <laughs> in No, it's Kingdom it's Hearts. definitely it's definitely Final Fa- It's just it's Final Fantasy plus Disney characters. That's It's Roger Rabbit right. with Final Fantasy. It's great. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. We it's were, been 20 years since that. Okay. I know. I, I, it is like shocking that it has been. I think it's just shocking that it's been twenty years since these games have come out. Anyways, I just feel yeah so old now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially because I mean, yeah, this goes back to like uh, I think like probably the last period where I was like really playing a lot of stuff. I think mm. right, and then I was like recently playing more stuff again. But like, yeah, it's, it's really weird going back and thinking about this. So yeah. Let's oh leave the podcast on that feeling of existential dread. If you also <laughs> feel really old, please leave a comment um, and, uh, you know, leave five stars as well on your review. That would be really appreciated. Also be sure to um, press that. What is it? Uh, Kevin, you're more of a podcast head than me. Is it follow now on the Apple thing? It's not subscribe. It's like no, follow it's, a podcast. Uh, it's, it's, it's check. There's a little check button. You, yeah. You just, there's no word. I'm assuming it's, it's like it's, different on like every. Yeah, oh, yeah it's no, on every, on every platform. It's different, but on Apple Podcasts, it's just okay. like you. It's just a, a tick. Little, yeah, there's a little check button. You go boop, and it's it's not great because you're not sure if you're following or not. Sometimes you go back, and it's like it's a plus now. Does that mean I'm not following anymore? Like, oh no. <laughs> Does that mean I'm adding it? Does that the mean state, like can I add them up and stuff? The state. Them? The states are questionable, but you know, just go ahead and hit it a few times, and maybe you'll land on the right one. I'm not. I'm not like trying to remember. I'm like curious. Like, do I still? What is it? What does it say? Because I usually use. I don't listen to like a ton, uh, other than you know, Pixelit, obviously. Uh, and, obviously. Like, and this one, once it comes out, yeah, and imagine. this one, of course. And well, if I mean, you're this listening, one is already out. I don't know why I said when it comes out. It's when already, it comes it's out, already out and it's, already you're listening to it right now because right. it's out right now. Say, so, yeah, uh, yeah, Google Podcast, use the subscribe. Still, which I guess makes ah, sense. Because yeah, it's, it's probably about as that... useful as the... Uh, actually, it's probably more useful than the YouTube subscribe. <laughs> just slap the subscribe buttons, slap the star buttons. You got them on Spotify. You got them on iTunes. You got them on Good Pods. You got them on <laughs> Audible. Pods, Audible, I've never heard Audible. Of that one. I think Audible has them too. Uh, oh, they're about as consistent so, as the buttons in Outcast. So... Rate us five stars, please. It really helps. Leave a little How comment. How have we gone through this entire chat and not mentioned the fact that it's called Jedi Outcast and we haven't made any Outcast jokes? <laughs> um, like that's just a good sing- question. That is we a didn't start sending Miss Jackson or anything like that. Hey, yeah. Um, oh. Yeah, so is that, is that the end of our show? 
We're gonna we're gonna end on hey ya. Is that, is that what you want to do, James? Willow, you got any plugs you want to do? Yeah, before I was gonna say, Willow, it's been lovely having you on to talk about the Star Wars Jedi Outcasts. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed yeah. being here, where we've mostly just talked about podcast platforms and uh, <laughs> Tie Fighter and stuff like that more than that. <clears throat> Uh, Our audience yeah. love love that we barely touch on the games that we're meant to be covering, and instead use them as uh, helping off points well, about. I, uh, I appreciate it as an excuse for yeah. like any day I was fried. I was like, I can play Jedi Outcast, and that's technically productive. So, <laughs> do you feel bad that you replayed it and you don't love it as much as you used to? Uh, it's definitely made me question other memories. <laughs> <laughs> interesting okay but like no I, oh man like, i don't know it's it's so i think the main thing i i think is is it's the design thing that i think i find really yeah. fascinating with this is that i know this wasn't as frustrating when i first played it um which which tells yeah. me that like the language of games has improved so much that oh this, yeah. the nonsense in this and i keep going back to like yeah the best comparison really is the point and click adventure stuff because it's a similar thing we're like I love a lot of the old point-click adventure games, but they're like they're so terrible. Like in so many ways, like yeah. the puzzles are such bullshit. Um, but like, it does really feel like that. Where there's some huge strides, like in improvements here. Like I feel like there's a lot of stuff in this that I could see would inspire or other people would improve upon. But like yeah. as far as having a set design language go, um, there was a huge fallback and just we have this band aid, we have a quick save, and so everything's fine because as long as you're quick saving. They're good. Now, I don't know why, for the life of me, they didn't use... Like, they have checkpoints. So I don't understand why they didn't use checkpoints way more. Um, And it's bizarre, because in the the console versions, you're still expected a quick save as well, even though they don't give you quick save. My theory is, is the first level, they only have one checkpoint near the very beginning. And my theory is, because I found, like, four different ways to break the level, is that they didn't put more checkpoints because they realized you could save the game and break the level. Uh, and I think as well, probably because people were coming into it having played other Quake games, right, all the yeah, QI that's, that's guys were probably blasting through that level at about five minutes. So it was like, oh, this must be a short level. I do wonder, Whereas, though, because the movement, the fact that you can't hit them while they're moving, like that's where I'm like, I don't remember that in Quake. Like I feel like you could yeah. lead a shot. <laughs> no, and in, in, in those games, it would, the bullet, it, well, it has a lot to do with like bullet speed and things like that. And and. Uh, not hit scan, but near hit scan, um, as yeah. opposed yeah. to this, which was, which is, uh, like the opposite of hit scan. The, the but, movement of this was yeah. super jittery. Uh, like the, yeah. the best example would be like the, um, the big droids, the, 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 the they did almost nothing, the floating ones, the probes, they would do almost oh, nothing, but yeah, every now and then they would shoot egos. and they would just, yeah. whoop, they just pop over, uh, like a foot and be clearly shot. There was no way you could have hit them. And it would just be completely random. They'd usually sit still and every now and I felt like that was the same with the troopers and everything else. Where like they would stand still right. a lot, but when they moved, like no way you're hitting them. Just like I think it's interesting what you said as well as like for the time this is like what was it taking influence from? Because I guess the like the nearest cause you were saying, like, you know, obviously this took influence from like uh point click adventure games, but I guess also like it's very quake engine and what was popular at the time. This is like, what's this modern contemporary, I guess, is Jedi Fallen Order, which is the Respawn one, and that's like, it yeah. feels very Legend of Zelda, it feels a little bit Dark Soulsy, but that is just like so, 
polish to a mirror sheen, like in regards to quality of life stuff, like, you know, what we would expect from a game in this modern day, because like you can set your own saves whenever you want, but it also has like, you know, checkpointing and stuff like that. It is like, yeah, Yeah. there's like, there's no opportunity for you to get lost in that. And I kind of wonder is that somebody might argue, well, I like the older games because there is that kind of element of jank to it. It feels like I'm more the conductor of the train. Like, that's the thing that's weird is, like, I'd be willing to bet that at the time, this game was super polished compared to most other oh, things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because, like, there are little things. Like, you could change some keybinds even. And actually, that was less common back then. Um, yeah. But, like, and yeah, okay, that wasn't, you know, we're not too far off from World of Warcraft coming out. And, again, at the time, yeah. World of, when World of Warcraft came out, um, it felt great. But, like, you know, I, I remember playing that at start. And, like, but looking back, like, how unfriendly that game was in so many ways like design choices it's one of those things where it's so hard to see at the time because like this feels like a great convenience like like again like the quick save thing feels like cheating almost and i i feel like the Baldur's gate 2 is like a decent comparison where i think like uh Baldur's gate 2 and especially the the expansion for it i forget what that's called off the top of my head um those were incredibly like a similar feeling of like this game is amazing but like you would just walk in a room and just your whole body just dies, like just randomly. Yeah. Uh, it was it was very like all over the place. Um, where the jank of the game kind of made it feel more like D and D, like with Baldur's Gate. Um, and so there is a little bit sure. of like, but I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I think the jank in like a, a first person shooter just does not feel as, as satisfying. To no, me yeah. I think no. for I think for a Star Wars game as well, it's like yeah. that's the sort of like franchise that you would expect a high. You know, a high level of polish. I think, yeah, yeah I think, I think Star Wars should be more along the lines of. Um, I don't know if you've been to Willow, the uh, uh, like the Star Wars area of uh, of the Disney parks. Um, like, so the Star Wars land in in Disney World, for example, which I went to right. a couple months ago. Um, the rides and all that, just the the just the most extreme perfect like experience like they it is it is curated to this point where it's 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 amazing that they're able to like i was on this ride and i was like wow is it too late for me to become an imagineer because that was kind of cool <laughs> yeah. like like it's one of those things it was one of those things where you go you go onto a ship and it's like oh this isn't a real ship and the door closes and they do the thing where it feels like you're flying or whatever and we're like, there's a door on the opposite side of the ship, right? You expect to go out the door on the opposite side of the ship because it's like, well, that's where the rest of the ride is. Like, you come in one side, you go out yeah. the other side, yada, yada, yada. Mm. The door that you came in uh, from then opens up and... And you're, it's somewhere else. You're somewhere else. You are no longer... Oh, wow. Because you entered from outside. you Literally outside on a landing platform. And now you are inside of a of a, the set of like a death star when that door oh, wow. opens that's cool. and it it's this gigantic massive room and you're like i don't know where we are now <laughs> and that was neat that like yeah. because they even pulled like they could have just opened the opposite door and that would have been good for nine out of ten people but then there's the one out of ten people who they right. designed it that they went the extra mile for and they even got to me that that I'm like the one out of ten person who's like, 
a lot of times when I walk into a ride or experience, I'm like, oh, it's uh, here's how I think it's going to work. And the fact that they surprised me so thoroughly was excellent. And I think that's the level of an experience people are looking for, especially when it comes to Star Wars. And I don't I don't mean that yeah. for everybody. I think there are people who like sure. Jank. I think there are people who like the as you uh, as as you said, being the conductor of your own, of the train yourself. Um, but I think in this case, Star Wars goes really well hand in hand when it's like a an experience that makes you feel special. Something about like the kid inside of you go like, Oh, Whoa. Like that. Whoa. Moment. You know, know, you talk about this. Like I would, I would second this also with LucasArts. Like I feel like what LucasArts was, is known for was, was this kind of thing. And I, and I do think that the, the lightsaber thing, I think that part accomplished that with like, this was unique and done very well. Um, but that's I think that's what you come to expect, right? Like, okay, like the fact that we are seeing modern games basically do Tie Fighter again, um, because Tie Fighter was that good. Like there was there was that good design in there, and the point and click games. So there's so many aspects of LucasArts that are always pushing um, both in the effects in gaming um, and in movies. Like in many ways, like I, I think you you kind of have to come to expect that. Where like they're normally pushing things. Like uh, yeah, I mean I, I know. Freaking um, reading off some stuff on 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 the Willow movie, um, I remember laughing where it's like George Lucas's approach was like he would write something in the script and they would have no idea if that was even achievable um, <laughs> with effects, and he would just be like, "Yeah, that's you know they'll figure it out." Like that's part of the fun is like writing a problem so someone can figure it out how it can even be done in the first place. And like that was very much yes. like his approach to things, and so I, I feel like LucasArts pushed that quite a bit too. Um, I mean it's. It is funny because it does just like it's the type that rides us all boats. Because I mean, without Lucas, we don't have ILM. Without yeah, right. ILM, we don't have we don't have. Well, not only do we not have Lucas Arts, but like Lucas Arts was founded alongside. They had like a graphics department, and that spun yeah. off and became Pixar. So we yeah. don't even have them without like. Yeah, I think so. it's. I think having those people that really just try to uh, take the gigantic swings and make things happen, even though like. I want this to happen. I don't mm. know how that works, but I'm going to hire a bunch of people <laughs> right, yeah. who you might have an idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, in short, George Lucas, if you listen to this podcast, we'd love to have you on. We'd call you, we'd, we'd talk about how special your films are and how you seem like a lovely man and all that stuff. Yeah. And if you want to play a bad FPS game, that'd be good too. Yeah. LucasArts certainly made a couple of them, so, uh, you know. <laughs> God, imagine if we play Fracture with George Lucas and he's just like, did I sign off on this? What the fuck is What the hell is this? Where did this game come from? I don't know. What is this This is one of mine? Outlaws? Who? Wait, are you telling me that this guy's called Jet Brody? I wouldn't sign off on a name like that. I didn't make this game. I didn't. I didn't know what this... I forgot, um, I had a funny anecdote, which was um, they they let George play, well, I say they let, um, a bunch of um, journalists had come over when they were making Dark Forces 1, and uh, they were like, oh, it's George, about, oh, make George play it. And he's never played a video game before, and he's playing oh, it, God. and he just, lo- and like, it's the first few levels, and you're shooting Imperial Guards guys, and he looks at him and he goes, I don't like this, and they go, why not? And he goes, I don't like shooting humans. That's why I put stormtroopers in Star Wars because they don't look human, so it doesn't like 
when they get shot, it's less upsetting. And they were just like, and like they were really proud of this FPS game, and that was like his complaint. They were just like, oh, okay. But also, they were like, he didn't know what to do. So once they finally taught him the controls, he was actually like, oh, this is okay. I like this. Yeah, oh, thanks, George. Thanks, <laughs> George. Like, no, we have, we have uh, to show him how to play because George has to lick our game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He has to sign off on this. This is his name on the box. <laughs> uh, one final question, Willow. You talked about uh, the film Willow earlier. Is your name, is the is Willow from Willow? Or is it's Willow definitely Willow? related. It's not. It's not. It's okay. not solely from that, but it's definitely a big. Uh, definitely, it's one of my uh, favorite movies. Um, that sure. at some point I'll have a, a big essay on. Um, I'll probably try to get oh, it out nice. actually before the show comes out because I kind of feel like if I'm going to do it, I should probably do it now. Because <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, well, but if essay isn't well. Well, that that nicely segues into um, what, what your plugs, what what you got. Oh yeah, uh, so um, yeah, I'm questing refuge on on everything, uh, but yeah, just a small channel on YouTube, um, so you can check out stuff there. Uh, it doesn't look like I make videos in the recent months, but uh, I am actually I uh, got a couple in the works, um, so hoping to, to finally get stuff out again after a move. Um, but yeah, so if you like um, any media essays, I cover anything from I don't know movies, games, whatever really. Um, but yeah, I do tend to talk about. Uh, disability. I think my disability stuff and autism, things like that, tend to be the ones I think people like the most. Um, but sometimes I, I venture into other stuff as well. So nice, Kevin. We're very much we're past the halfway point now on our Raven adventure. We're now. Oh boy! Yes, we I are. Know, the next game we're covering is good, but we're 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 heading into dangerous territories. We're he- we're heading into the midst of the mid zone of the uh, <laughs> stuff that we made. <laughs> but before we get before we get there, though, uh, Kevin, lovely having you on as always. What, what do you want to plug if you can? Yeah, uh, go ahead and check out the Pixelit podcast. You can find us on any podcast, any fine podcast platform, uh, which is all of them. We are on all of them. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Pixelit Pod. You can go to our website pixelitpod.com, where you can find transcripts of all the episodes. They're not the best transcripts. They're automated, but they're there so that people can read them. Uh, <laughs> That's appreciated. Uh, this, I, this if this podcast doesn't have it, if you want the transcripts, just message me. I'll just condense it down. <laughs> and I'll just say, what did we talk about? Uh, we mostly talked about TIE Fighter and Bad And some other stuff. Yeah. And uh, but, and Adventure Games. Yeah, com. We got the transcripts on there for every episode. And we also have links to our Discord and Steam page. So go ahead and check that out. Nice. Uh, as always, I've been James. You can follow me over on Twitter at Hot Cider, H-O-T-C-Y-D-E-R. Uh, if you've been enjoying the podcast, I just want to uh, support. Uh, I also, we, well, Bullet Time podcast is supported by the Patreon, which is uh, patreon.com forward slash hot cider. Me and Kevin will be back next episode to talk about the direct sequel to this game, which came out less than a year later Jedi Academy with video essayist Aranok. So make sure that you are there to check it out. But until next time. Folks, keep blasting. And may the force be with you. And may the force yeah, and may the force may the force be with you as well. May the force yeah, fuck it. May the force be with you. Bleh, 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 bleh.
the Bullet Time podcast is made possible by Eric Hamilton Schneider, Valerie B, VG, and the Hot Cider Support Tier. If you'd like to help with the production of episodes and gain access to extra content, consider supporting over at patreon.com forward slash hot cider. That's H-O-T-C-Y-D-E-R. A special thanks to Max Coburn for the Bullet Time theme tune.